Welcome to Working Title Unnamed Firebug Fuckstick Podcast. My name is Brian, and I am your keeper for this little adventure. We're playing the 7th edition of Call of Cthulhu, the tabletop RPG originally written by Sandy Peterson. If Cthulhu sounds familiar, that's because it's a creature invented by a man named H.P. Lovecraft, an incredibly creative but also unforgivably racist piece of shit. His stories feature an excellent portrayal of dread, a way of making the mundane reality into horror on a scale that we cannot comprehend, and a detestable lack of understanding of people who didn't look or act like him. The theme of his stories tends to have a very colonial undertone, and as such, I've made it my mission to take his setting and tell stories that are both anti-colonial and inclusive in nature. Time will tell whether I succeed. That is my spiel. Let's introduce our players. Alex, do you want to go first? Hi, I'm Alex. I'm just going to play uh, Pyotr Gaius Leighton, Assistant Associate Adjunct Tutor Probationary at the University of Gate City Collegiate Institute, or Unigicity. Uh, Piotr was 63 years old. His pronouns were he, him. He was born in Elysium, an elite academic planet, uh, and he was currently sleeping in a disused classroom. I was going to play Piotr until Brian decided to be late to the session by forgetting his shit. So instead, I'm playing Francis McGillicuddy, a hard-nosed, hard-drinking, hard-knock cop who is a credit to the force and a notorious loose cannon. Born on Bluto, he lives in the shit. His pronouns are A, hey, buddy, and his age is 34. <laughs> uh, I'd be so mad if you were serious. <laughs> I have a character sheet tried up. It's, and it's good that you have a backup after pulling that shit. <laughs> there will need to be a police officer to investigate your death. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Worth it. Uh, amazing. Brian is making signs like he'll crush my testicles. <laughs> I don't so we're going back to Piotr Maitland. Piotr Maitland, amazing. But I I look forward to the inevitable uh, emergence of uh, Officer McGillicuddy. Amazing. All right, Leah. Hey, Leah here. Um, my character name is Glade Walker. Um, are we giving all the information? As much as, as you much want, want. As much as you want. So my birthplace was on Persephone. Pronouns are she them. Currently in Gate City, I'm age 24, and I'm a professional driver. That's all I got to say. Amazing. Tom? Uh, yeah, my name is Tom, and my character name is Lift. I am a retired Marine, or Reaper. I exist just trolling the cities of, or strolling the seat, streets of Gate City. Profession is to be determined i don't remember where i'm from due to the procedures that happened to my character as part of my backstory which eventually hopefully we get into if i don't die or get arrested by mcgillicuddy at some point time will tell <laughs> uh, i am 39 and i enjoy hijinks hijinks aplenty await oh, yeah. i'm sure all right Catherine. hello my name is juno angevin but really my name is Catherine, and i will be playing juno angevin Juno is considered a faith, which means that she is the one of the kind of heads and figureheads of the Church of His Light. She is 37 years old and travels around the galaxy, really preaching and helping people. Um, she was born on Io, where her parents still live, and uh, really yearns to be back in the soul system. She has a 
capable yet sometimes pestering a personal aide named Percy, um, Percival, he prefers Percival. And um, she has been in Gate City for some time and really wants to get out of here. Awesome. Alrighty. Thanks for that, guys. So we have a basic setting description going up. I just had an idea pop into my dumb little head. Are you going to ask me to leave? Yes. <laughs> That's a great idea. That didn't just pop into my head. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, what I was thinking of doing is uh, getting everyone middle school style, everyone to read a paragraph of the setting description that's in the Google Drive. The year is 2902. In 2103, a corporation called TEPCorp discovered the technology that enabled interplanetary exploration and settlement. After a brief spat between the various colonies in 2182, the first iteration of the United Soul Council was formed. In 2294, TEPCorp, and by extension the USC, had acquired the resources and technology to build the first gate. The first explorers were intrepid adventurers, and communication with the primary system was difficult, at best. Small colonies were beamed out into the Milky Way galaxy, but no substantial settlement or exploration could occur until 2409, when Engurath Limited created the technology for mass artificial insemination with genetic... Why do I get the genetically modified sperm part? <laughs> <laughs> it's I think just you, on theme. The answer to the question is in the question itself. The population exploded. And within 25 years, <laughs> the beginnings the beginnings of what would become the Empyrean Gate Sector had begun to take shape. Eventually... Do you want, do you want to read the whole thing? Are you going to pass it on? Oh, yeah, sure. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I got caught up in the moment. I understand. <laughs> Eventually, Tepcor announced their grand ambitions to build the Promethean Highway, a millennia-long construction project that would create a ring of beam gates around the Milky Way galaxy. Due to gravitational interference, heading through the middle of the Milky Way was said to be impossible to the presence of Sagittarius A the supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy. It began in the year 2752 with Persephonea, completed in 2781, and Gate City, completed in 2805, being built in relatively short order, a testament to the exponential expansion of the human race and the productive power harnessed therein. Nocturnia began construction three years ago, and Tepcorp estimates that it will be completed in another seven to ten years, a record time for gate construction. The total population of human race currently sits at approximately 450 billion people. Exact numbers are hard to get, as a proper census is a monumental endeavor that would likely be irrelevant by the time it was completed. We don't have to read the whole society thing, so now uh, Catherine, unfortunately... Because some people skipped the queue. <laughs> Not look at Alex. Um, uh, Catherine skipped the queue. You put a cum joke in the middle and expect <laughs> to be <laughs> So, Catherine, I'll just get you to read all of that, but backwards, starting with the last word and ending with the first word. 
Heat beam, a construct to takes it workforce enormous. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Keep going. Incredible. That Incredible. Was impressive. That was impressive. ADHD wins sometimes. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Uh, so we find ourselves in that year the year 2902, we find ourselves in Gate City, one of the more recent gates to be built, but uh, still has having been built for uh, about 100 years or so, if I uh, did my math on that right. Gate City is a, is a huge, sprawling space station uh, that surrounds the massive open vacuum gate itself, which is how what facilitates travel over long distances uh, throughout the Milky Way galaxy. Gate City is in a state of agitation. There was a recent malfunction with the otherwise usually very reliable beam gates that has everyone over the city worried. Uh, despite Tebcorp's assurances that the malfunction was an anomaly and the issue has been corrected, the city can't survive on any level without it. A extremist organization known as the Jesuits of Christ have begun openly showing their colors in the locks, a section of the city that is not officially fit for human habitation, but is often the only place where many people can afford to live. Gatesec has tried to make arrests, but has suffered casualties trying to do so. We find ourselves on the first day meeting Glade in a seedy bar relatively early in the morning in the locks section of Gate City. Do you want to tell us what uh, what Glade looks like? Sure. Yeah. So Glade, she's a woman, 24 years old. She's relatively average size. Some may call her petite. She has white skin. She has blonde hair um, kept up in a half bun. And more noticeably, um, what people first see about her is her cybernetic what do we go on? Leather? Synth, synth leather? Yeah, we tried to come up with a sci-fi bullshit word. Uh, let's go. Mask. Let's go with like <laughs> synth, actually nano leather. Nano Ooh, leather. That, like that, that fucks. Let's go with that. Fucks hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nano leather mask that is porcelain white in appearance with a silver butterfly etched into it, the wings spanning over the eye holes. Amazing. We see Glade looking at the... Uh, TV, sorry, I should have the sci-fi bullshit name as well. The vid screen uh, <laughs> that is up behind the oh, the bar. Does the bar have to have a sci-fi bullshit name? Feeding trough. There we go. The, <laughs> no, we're calling it a bar. Fuck it. We're drawing the line of sci-fi bullshit there. Uh, the vid screen behind the bar showing, because it's this early in the morning, uh, showing a news broadcast. Welcome to GC News. The only source you trust to tell you everything you need to know about what's happening all along the Promethean Highway. I'm your host, Sigourney Allen. Today, the entire Gate City sector remembers the Shinjitsu tragedy, when a group of armed rebels managed to steal one of the Navy's energy weapons during a prolonged skirmish with USC forces. The terrorists discharged the weapons in atmosphere, knowing what the catastrophic consequences would be. An entire city leveled and a death toll in the hundreds of thousands. A candlelight vigil, sponsored by Tebcorp, is being held tonight in the gardens at 9 p.m. Terra Standard Time. All are welcome. Gatesec would like to remind citizens that no firearms are permitted at the ceremony itself. Faith Juno Angfin will lead those gathered in a quick prayer, followed by a moment of silence for the victims of this senseless, senseless tragedy. We'll return after these messages. 
difficult. Tired of the daily grind of life on the Promethean Highway? Looking to see more of the Milky Way we call home? Look no further than Astral Adventures. Our tour guides are contractually obligated to bring you the most fun you can stuff into a four to six day <laughs> tour package. Using our signature Astral Adventures compliance collar, we won't only guarantee the best trip of your life, we'll put the power in your hands. All of our employees are defaulted laborers, so feel free to urge compliance in whatever way works best for you. <laughs> Looking for something a bit more exciting? Astral Adventures has an exclusive contract with the USC to provide unsupervised military assistance in corporate war zones. Engage in active combat, armed to the teeth with the latest of alert arms, weapons, and body armor. Remember, our employees are defaulted, <laughs> so if the situation gets too hairy, as they say, you can leave them behind. Contact us today to book your next adventure. Astral Adventures does not take responsibility for the health and safety of its customers. All activities are undertaken at the consumer's own risk. Minors wishing to participate in our Warzone tour must be accompanied by an adult or have their legal guardian sign a waiver. All names and logos copyright of Astral Adventures, LLC. And that's it, right? The only thing between you and oblivion is the hull of your ship. But that doesn't mean you can't remain oblivious to the void. Akarita. Presenting the all-new Akarita Concerto, an elegant ship for the civilized pilot. Witness Dunwich Unlimited's centuries of experience in design engineering reimagined. Our latest patented acoustic designs. Feel the music swell within and without. Surround yourself in luxury. Fly power. Listen to the music of the stars. Speak to your institution about financing a concerto today. Base model now available for only 235 million credits. <laughs> oh, only that much, huh? So that was on TV. Um, <laughs> special shout out to uh, my friend Carlin for uh, providing the voiceovers for uh, a lot of that ad copy there. Brian, you've uh, done yourself. Thank you. This is this is. <laughs> like I prepared started. nothing else for this session. That <laughs> this was all downhill. It. When are we going to fit actual ads into this podcast? Better, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We got a good deal with Astral Adventures. Like, That's just us... a taste of what potential sponsors could. <laughs> <laughs> this could be you. I could make you a bullshit space ad. It could be. It could Seamless be amazing. Integrated into the world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, you could be advertising to fake people in a made-up place. And that's an untapped market. So, Glade, you find yourself in the uh, the bar watching the vid screen. We agreed. Bullshit sci-fi name. You are waiting for a representative of the Scotsman, kind of a, a very famous underworld figure in Gate City and beyond. Uh, you're not meeting with him directly. Glade recently underwent an elective surgery and had an agreed upon price but the cost has gone up and you don't know by how much as you're you stop paying attention uh to the vid screen not be i have more ads obviously but i just i'm not doing them because i'm choosing to you look and you do see the representative uh come in his name is uh, frank and he just kind of waves to you and nods to a table at the back okay <clears throat> oh god okay all right uh, Glade walks over and joins at the table. You uh, you walk over to uh, Frank. You see Frank is, he's a pretty solid unit of a dude. Definitely 
kind of in his like mid 40s, maybe early 50s, used to be, you know, a solid brick of muscle, maybe now is like gone a little bit soft, but you can see the muscles are all still there. He's just he's maybe got some some dad on top of it. His uh, just around his eyes, you know, are like so much scar tissues, layer and layers of scar tissues to just show this guy has been in more fist fights than most people have seen televised. He uh, he waves you over. He says, Glade, it's good to see you. Frank, you want a whiskey? It's a bit early. Wait, what time is it? It's 10. Yeah, fuck it. Let's have a whiskey. Hey, barkeep. The barkeep comes over and he's like, my name is Paul. You know my name is Paul. You come here all the time. We, we're we on a first name basis. Two whiskeys. Neat. Okay. And he goes away. He uh, comes back. Frank is just kind of looking at you and he just looks down at your arm. Says, so, you tried it out yet? No. No? Look, oh God, I'm, I'm, just tell me, what is it? Okay. They're saying 60K. What the fuck? I know. I know. It, uh, it's not what they said beforehand, but they're saying all sorts of bullshit about, you know, it being bespoke and... What the, I can't pay that, Frank. I know. I, uh, I said, told the boss, I said, this is bullshit and he agrees, but, uh, you know, they, uh, we owe them. We owe them for some favors, and uh, he doesn't want to spend... What was his words? He doesn't want to spend the political capital. Of course he doesn't want to fucking spend... Look, he's got a deal. He agrees you got fucked over on this. I agree you got fucked over on this. We have a job. It's pretty much going to happen right the fuck now. But you do this, he'll cover you. The whole thing. He'll stake the whole thing. The whole thing? The whole thing. I would say he feels bad about it, but you and I both know he's never felt bad about a single thing in his fucking life. What the fuck is this job, then? It should be pretty simple for someone like you. We need a driver. There's some guy running from gate admin. We don't know the details. Well, I don't know the details. I think the Scotsman, you know him. He knows more than he lets on. He, uh, He just wants him out of the city. You have to go pick him up in the works and then bring him to the locks. You know, do you know that airlock right at the edge edge of the locks that uh, they say is decommissioned? Yeah, yeah. Bring him there. Okay. They'll suit him up. There's a ship waiting. He'll have to jump out. He'll get into it. Sound good? That's it. That's it. Pop and drop. There might be other interested parties. <sighs> of course. We don't know. Well, there, there might be. There might be. You know, you got to have a sunny disposition in times like these, Glade. Like other inches part like should I be expecting gunfire? Maybe. Okay. We don't know. Maybe they'll throw rocks. And maybe I'll win a million dollars today. Frank. Maybe. That's the attitude. That's what I'm saying, oh Glade. God. That's my girl. That's optimism. Mhm. Yes. All right. Uh send me the details. All right. He uh Pulls out his little personal data terminal, kind of flicks it over to you, and then he hands you a key, and he says, car's outside. Better be a fucking nice car. It's It's got bulletproof windows. Yeah, all right. All right, you go outside. The cars in Gate City are, none of them are, are particularly nice. Like, the... There's a lot of, you know, obviously very tight spaces. Uh, so these are, they're very much all made to be, 
you know, quite small and compact, uh, nothing more than it needs to be because like cars are ultimately not the main way people are getting around and also not the way main way stuff is moving, moved around. It's more of a like quick A to B if you have no other option. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you get it. it this is like, it's a relatively nice, uh, you know, gate car, essentially. Uh, you get in, you drive to the assigned meetup in the works. Um, yeah. Yes, unless. Sorry, you stop at a drive-thru. I'm sorry, I, I cut you <laughs> off. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> no, um, more importantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Glade gets in the car, um, looks around. Um, tinted windows? Uh, yeah, tinted windows. But you can tell there there are things that uh, you can put in windows there are like ways of blocking essentially everyone has like an ident chip that's kind of implanted in them at at birth essentially um you there are windows that will block it these are not those windows they're designed to block bullets not data theft okay but people from the outside can't see inside exactly okay um uh glade quickly slips off her nano leather right that's what it was yeah nano leather we should actually have it be a different name every time fuck it (laughs) synth cow skin i do every time you say you have to make up a sci-fi bullshit name i do have it written down okay well now we definitely have to change the name every time (laughs) perfect um yeah glade uh quickly slips off her nano uh leather mask and pulls on a black Driving helmet um, looks similar to, of course, now I'm blanking on the name of that band. Daft Punk? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Similar to like a Daft Punk helmet. It's all black. And pulls on some driving gloves. All right. Let's see what you can do, baby. Turns on the car. Way you go. Motorhead starts playing. We all know the song. <laughs> you make it to the works. No problem. You pull up to the the shop that you were meant to pick this guy up. It looks like it was a it was been abandoned for some time, uh, or at least kept empty for some time. Could you make a spot hidden check for me? Oh, uh, that is an extreme success. On an ex- holy shit. Okay. Yeah, roll the six. Damn. Damn, literally first roll of the game, extreme success. That's fucking incredible. You, and an extreme success, uh, you, as you're on the approach, while you're still like reasonably far back from what you know is the pickup spot, at strategic points, just kind of like your, your old training kicking in, there are at least three to four people who are trying very hard, and to most people would be succeeding uh, to be looking like they're not watching this particular location. Hmm. And I'm pulling up to what again? Uh, you're pulling up to, it's kind of like, imagine an old like car shop, like an old mechanic shop, uh, kind of like too big of uh, those like corrugated uh, aluminum doors or whatever uh, with a little bit of like a shop front office uh, that looks like it's been boarded up. Hmm. Does that paint enough of a picture for you? It's so perfect. Amazing. Painted. Amazing. Yeah. So I drive up. Okay. You, uh, you pull up to the building. You immediately notice... Uh, all these four guys just kind of subtly turn towards you. Several of them, their hands kind of disappear under the jacket. They're, whoever is inside the building, whoever you're picking up, seems to have also picked up on the fact that there is somebody out here waiting for them. Hmm. hmm. Can I... Is there a way of using... Because I figured I would have like some like 
short range comms in my driver helmet. Yeah, for sure. To try to like, I don't know, communicate or like radio into the building. Yeah. Like make it connect. I don't know. Okay. I follow, I follow what you're, I'm, I'm throwing up what you're picking down. Let's, <laughs> I think I just gave Catherine an aneurysm. <laughs> Could you give me a, I'm trying to decide which technology role would be the, the best for this. Cause you're essentially trying to like cast for a signal for whoever's in there. Yeah. Let's make that a sysops. Give me a, give me a sysops check. Mm-hmm. I would also allow for computer use. It's a base 10% chance. But like I say, computer use or its equivalent <clears throat> skill library use. Oh, we're using SIPSOPS. SIPSOPS. Yeah, it's a fail. That's a fail. Okay, you, you're casting around. What you're doing is you're basically just kind of sending out like a, a blank like signal into the thing, just trying to see what you can pick up. You can't, but whoever's on the other side, you, you're just about to turn it off, and then all of a sudden you hear... Is that are you, are you my driver? Yeah. Come on, buddy boy. You get out of this car quick. We got people waiting out here for you. I, I know. I just they can. Are they gonna? Sh- are they gonna shoot at me? Oh boy. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna throw a flashbang outside the car window. When you hear that go off, you run into my car. Okay. It's right outside the office door. All right. So I'll, wa- I'll look for the flashbang going off. I'll, I'll look at the watch the flashbang. Right. Oh, dear God. Is that... No. No. I want you to close your eyes right now. Okay. Keep them closed. Okay. You're going to hear it. Hear a flashbang. Then run to the car with my eyes closed. Once you hear the bang, you're going to open your eyes. Open eyes. And run to the car. Run to the car. All right. Ears closed. Flashbang. I'm so scared. Close your eyes. Okay. What's your name? (laughs) Peter. Peter. All right. Peter, close your eyes. Okay. They're closed. All right. right. Glade rolls down her window just enough, and I throw a flash grenade outside. Amazing. I'll get you to do a throw check for me. This I'm not even looking for a uh, a success. I'm just looking for, like, not 90 or above. This is, like, pretty easy. You rolled a 91, didn't you? That's a 98. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's when no flashbang goes off in car <laughs> okay uh so on a 98 look we get a extreme success we get extreme failure. i'll tell you what you roll down a, you're rolling down a window you're throwing a thing out the window you don't fail at that that's insane what happens is you perfectly execute it pull the little pin i don't know how flashbangs work you enter the 14 digit code and then you throw it uh out the uh the window perfectly just as you like look away for like the perfect amount of time coming down the other way in the street you see a ned led a new england dynamics law enforcement drone the explosive goes off you see the jesuits Sorry, I just spoiler. You see the uh, you see the the uh, the <laughs> gunmen who were watching uh, immediately recoil. However, the uh, law enforcement drone immediately, which was kind of like trundling along on four wheels, it almost looks like a like a ATV, like a four wheeler uh, at the moment, and then it just kind of immediately like uh, the wheels retract, and uh, where each of the the four wheels were kind of touching the ground. It goes into like a single, almost like tower configuration with like these four legs uh, coming out 
uh, that kind of like immediately clink into the ground and you see just like weapons kind of come out and start to triangulate for the uh, source of the uh, the explosion. Uh, Peter comes running out and you can see he's got one eye closed and one eye open and he's just sprinting towards the car. So I'm going to assume these cars have automatic doors that when I press a button, a door opens. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I decided that beforehand. Awesome. Optimus Prime gets in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I press the button for the the rear or the backseat door to open. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm like, Peter, come on. All right. He, uh, he's just trying, he's like closing one eye and then he's like running and trying to close the other and he dives in. The Ned Lead immediately starts like this, uh, this kind of like pulsing drone uh, letting you know that it is essentially onto you. You can see the gunmen uh, who were kind of perched not react correctly to the situation. They think that the Ned Lead is there for them. Two of the four turn around and start opening fire on this drone, which immediately starts shooting back. And then the other two, just as the door closes, start opening fire on your car, and you hear the like this this staccato thump of, of projectiles hitting. You getting out of there? Time to do what we do best, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, go ahead and make a drive check for me. Extreme success. Hell Number yeah. five. You, there are more. There's there, two other kinds of things look. you can do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a regular failure. Okay. All or nothing. Hell yeah. Uh, so Glade immediately just like you throw it into reverse. Tires screeching. Uh, bullets carooming everywhere. One of the uh, the guys is kind of like running out trying to head you off into the street. There's this... As you just like totally smash into him, send him flying, immediately kick it into drive and start rolling. You see now, uh, as you're kind of like looking in the distance, for a, a space station, there's not a lot of like super low ceilings in Gate City. Um, a lot of it is actually quite open. It is meant to kind of simulate like an actual organic kind of space. You see, just looking in the distance over the buildings in the works, uh, you see two more Ned Leds just immediately activate like their flying mode, essentially. And they're starting to converge on your location. On an extreme success, you evade them. How do you How do you do that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that up to you. Oh, all right. Um... Also, sorry, on the extreme success for your spot hidden check earlier, and not because I spoiled it myself, uh, you also see that guy as you hit him. It's like the world kind of slows down bullet time style. <laughs> and you look and you see... Uh, as like his sleeve kind of like pulls back, he's wearing this like long jacket. You can see, looks like carved with a knife into his forearm is a, a the shape of a cross, which you know the Jesuits uh, have a hand uh, habit of marking themselves that way. Do it. Oh he, fucking uh, course. Yeah, you. So you're fucking shredding the gnar, sending it. How do you get away from these Nedleds? Are these streets like dusty or dirty at all? On an extreme success, absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Kind of. I, I screech around the corner and stop, and then I put it into park and start revving the engine, start kicking up dust, and then making a cloud. Hell yeah. And then just blast off. Gotcha. Yeah, so the you basically do that. Your tires or are how about, spinning. No, I do donuts. What am I talking about? I'm doing donuts. donuts. Absolutely. You, uh, Kicking up dust. You definitely, like, the streets are, like, relatively busy. Uh, there are a lot of people going back and okay. forth. But you you still do that. You, so you manage. You just, like, immediately kick it. You see this, like, little uh, gap in the traffic as your tires screech. Kind of, like, 
I start immediately doing donuts in the middle of this intersection. Other cars are trying to go past. On an extreme success, you are just full on being both fast and furious and just going like weaving it around all of these other moving vehicles. This cloud of dust uh, starts to uh, to basically just like kind of rise around you. The Ned lights show up and you can see all of a sudden this spotlights uh, turn on and are trying to like sort out what's going on. But you've now kicked up so much dust and there are so many other cars that some of whom have stopped, some of whom are keep driving. The drones don't seem to be able to acquire you specifically. So on an extreme success, I would say you would be able to intuit that they don't know exactly which car at the moment is the problem. You also know that your car is now covered in bullet holes, so you don't know how long that state of affairs is going to last. Would Glade try to play it cool? And drive, like, slowly out of there? Or is Glade, like, bat out of hell, pedal to the metal? Play it cool. Play it cool. All mm-hmm. right. Go ahead and make a stealth check for me. I'm going to give you a bonus dice on this. Because that was a clever maneuver. It's a fail. It's a fail. You pull out uh, into traffic. And you uh, you are playing it, you know, playing it cool. Peter, on the other hand, is absolutely not playing it cool. Peter is <laughs> shrieking like a demon. He's like, and you just so fast. And you can just, you're trying to get him to shut up, uh, but you do notice that one of the drones, just as you're, you're thinking, like, maybe you're just going to get away with it, one of the drones whips around. I'm presuming you floor it again, seeing yeah. that it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, uh, you fucking start flying through the rest of the works, no problem. You end up getting into the, uh, the small road that rings the Nexus market itself. You, uh, you're kind of flying through it, uh, zipping in between pedestrians and other vehicles, just as you are about to enter the section of the road that would bring you to the entrance to the locks, you see a blockade in front of you. Flashing lights, it looks like a combination of drones and gate sec, which is not too surprising to you. What is surprising to you is the dozen or so reapers in full naval armor with full assault weapons also spread out on the road in front of you. There is effectively no way for you to get around them. You hear immediately kind of in your, like something spike into your, your short range comms. Just your blade walker. Fuck. If you stop the vehicle now and get out, no charges will be pressed against you. That sounds uh, fine and dandy there, but uh, I got a job to do. And I book off. Hell yeah. Okay, shit. Go ahead and make a drive check. Oh, I got a three. Holy shit. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I> drive? <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Okay. On a, a three. Five, a six, and a three. So. As you, uh, you immediately just, like, kick it into reverse you just hear in the background, like, please don't, please don't let them take me. Please don't let me take me. Please don't let them take me. Please don't let them take me. You immediately just see in front of you, it's like you're the most famous person at the movie premiere. The paparazzi, all the cameras start flashing. This cavalcade, this insane, what's the word I'm looking for here? Anyway, it doesn't matter. A whole fucking whack of bullets coming your way. 
Uh, yeah, it's a podcast. You can't see I'm making alien praying mantis hands to try to demonstrate the amount of bullets that are coming towards uh, Glade right now. Just immediately start, like, uh, collapsing on the car. And you can see this bulletproof glass, even though it is bulletproof, under the, the sheer weight of all the bullets, you can see it start to crack. However, you immediately you know, swing the car around, tires screeching, you start herring off in the other direction. The Ned Leds immediately take off into the air. The other Ned Leds that were chasing you are now converging on you. And you can see the Reapers begin to chase you on foot. And they're keeping up. Well, um, I'm assuming Glade knows the streets pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. On an extreme success, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna... Alright, I'm gonna try to outmaneuver them and get into like a parkade. Okay. Try to uh, lose them. Yeah, for sure. You go ahead and make, I'll say, a mech repair check for me. And luck's gone, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fail. On a failure. You know they've scanned you, and now they have, like, scanned your vehicle. There's no way you're losing them behind the wheel. So you're going you're gonna to have to ditch the vehicle. Okay. Where, okay, can I... Yeah, I can't. The parkade, so there is there is a uh, kind of like a parkade, but it's definitely like like Tokyo-style parkade uh, where, like one of those those ones where it's basically like a vending machine for your car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is, it is kind of like an elevator system. However, I will give you the option. The Nexus Market is a multi-leveled thing. Okay. Nexus Market itself, the road that surrounds it, the, the upper levels are considered to be, you know, kind of like the safer levels, the lower levels being, you know, m- much more dangerous. Uh, it is tiered down it's full full of pedestrians but a lot of people don't typically drive there i'll give that as an option to glade unless glade is unwilling to go screaming at full speed through a mall full of people Mm, what glade will do is like drive as as close as you can to like where the crowd starts or where the market starts for sure and come to like a side screeching stop and I'm gonna quickly cause like yeah, Peter's behind me. Yeah. Paul he's been or, like I don't bounce, know, Peter, yeah, he's been bouncing around in the, the back seat. Anyways, yeah, so you can see me. So I quickly pull off my driver's helmet, I slide my um, nano cow leather face mask back on. Could you make a a quick sanity check for me with a bonus dice? That's a fail. A fail. As you take off the one mask you go to put on the other one and there's just this instinctive anxiety that comes over glade you cast a look over your shoulder and you see that peter who you'd been assuming was just lost to the world is actually looking directly at you and that's bad he's seen your face what's worse is that there's this weird moment where he stops his eyes narrow and his head tilts like he recognizes your face from somewhere go ahead and roll a d4 for me two you take two points of sanity damage uh, but you don't lose your fucking mind glade you lose those two points of sanity what does that look like when glade freaks out because that's not like you haven't totally lost your shit but you're not doing okay. Like something significant has happened to you. Her head's down low. She's visibly shaking, panting pretty hard. Yeah. And you so, s- 
Sorry. Can I react? Yeah, absolutely. So as Glade realizes that not only did Peter see her face, but she saw some kind of spark in him that he, he recognized her face. All she can think of in the moment is that he must know what I did. And trembling, feeling like she can't deal with it, she reaches down beside her into a, uh, a patched leather bag and trembling pulls out a third mask and slowly slips it onto her face. You can see Peter's being like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was looking, I was looking, I swear. And with that, the mask turns to look at Peter and in a flash, her arm reaches out towards him. At the same time, a blade comes out of her wrist. Hell yeah. Looking to slice his throat. All right. You fully have this guy at your mercy. Go ahead and make a fighting brawl check. I'm going to give you two bonus die on this. There's a lot going on for this guy. Oh, and I will say, too, um, that as I was describing Glade, as she was kind of, like, panting heavily and shaking, the moment that third mask slips on, it stops. Hard success. Hard success. What was the damage on that again? Um, 1d4 plus 2 plus db. You have this guy dead to rights. I just wanted to see if you would hit. In a flash that almost feels effortless, you uh, put out the blade, which, by the way, I need oh. you to make mm. a roll for yes. me. Yes. Uh, con check. Yes. It is a success. Success. Okay. Uh, on a success, I don't think anything happens. I don't think it's anything. It's just on fail. Yep. Yep. So you, the knife comes out in this, like, almost casual gesture in the same movement and you swing your hand across and there's this look of surprise on his face blood pooling and bubbles of air from his mouth as he starts to bleed out you can hear the sirens converging uh, at that point Glade opens the door to the car and runs into the crowd amazing as you are running away you can see the Reapers having outpaced the flying Nedleds uh, on foot and making it to your car. You can see one of them start to track you with the rifle, mm -hmm. but then you can even hear from here them go like, that's not the primary target, not the primary target. And as you disappear into the crowd without even confirming, you see a dozen Reapers open fire on the car. And even in the, like, split second before you disappear into the crowd as everyone starts screaming and running, the car is reduced to this slag of molten metal under the weight of their fire. That blade with his third mask just keeps running. All right. Lift. 
we find ourselves back in the locks. This time in a a small habitation or hab, as the uh, the kids are calling them, it's meticulously clean, atypically of of the locks. Faint citrus smell. Mm. Would you like to describe Lift's hab? Um, all right. So Lift's hab is entirely maintained by his dear friend Doug. Uh, Doug is wow sober. <laughs> An unbelievable cleaner. He is so nitpicky down to the minute details. And this means, of course, that the living abode is spotless. Which, of course, before Doug moved in, was not the case, as Lyft is a bit nonchalant with cleanliness when it comes to his abode. Uh, That being said, there has been a new standard increase in that, with the arrival of Doug being that he was a friend picked up from the streets. Uh, There is a new cleanliness routine for the human body that has to be strictly enforced and lift leads by example, so that Doug does not forget to do it every day. As such... The place is very clean. Lyft always knows where to find his things. And Doug, if not at home cleaning or eating or preparing leftover food, leftover soup is what he likes to call it. It is a melting pot of all the leftovers we may have in our fridge. Lyft likes to leave the house and subsequently leave Doug to his own devices from time to time. Lyft, you find yourself at home. Uh, Doug comes home and his arms are just laden with alcohol. Various bottles of different sizes, uh, and he just says, Lift, my my compatriot, my friend. Yes. We seem to have misplaced our budget for the month for rent. Oh. Is it been placed in your arms with all the bottles and whatnot? I'd... You can be honest with me, Doug. My friend, I... I don't know how I feel about this accusation. No, no, no. Recognition of your gifts. You're a thirsty man, Doug, and it should be quenched. Well, with your the kindness that you present to me, I, I do feel more inclined to be to be honest with you. And I must admit that I did indeed spend all of our rent on these victuals. Victuals? Vittles. Vittles. Um, well, Doug, uh, as you have recently acquired vittles, may I ask, on the grocery trip you, you exited on, did you bring home any food? My friend... My wonderful companion. Indeed. Bosom buddy, if you will. I will. In I my will. adventures, mm-hmm. I did seek to acquire some of this food, oh, yeah. you speak. We're very familiar with it. And then, uh-huh. I considered, did not my roommate, my companion, my mm-hmm. compadre, my that brother in arms, certainly so, acquire some very delicious oranges. We've already eaten two of the three oranges, Doug. I, you know they're hard to come by. Citrus is rare, and quite frankly, you know I'm afraid of jaundice. I do not want to waste this last orange because we have spent all our money on not malt malt liquor. True, yes, and that is a consideration, absolutely. But have you thought that, considered perhaps the perspective that oranges themselves mm-hmm. being more nutritionally viable than much of the other repast upon which we consume. Indeed. That single orange should sustain us from a nutritional perspective. Hmm. This is a staggeringly well-put argument, Doug. Mm. Before we make use of the orange, which, if we are going to survive upon it to make up for the lack in rent, I request that you supreme the orange. Do you know what supreming an orange is? I must confess I do not. You have to remove all the individual little 
I don't know, crescents of orange and remove the weird fleshy bits from them. Make them supreme to supreme. It's something that the religious folk talk about. I see. Yes. I see we, we will achieve a sort of religious nirvana. This Indeed task being completed. we will. Through the joys of vitamin C, we will see the face of God and avoid the horrid face of Rondus. So I will leave you to supreme the orange and chill the foties, and I will... <laughs> that, that, that took a minute. That took a minute. All right. Uh, chill the forties, and I will do my work for the evening, I think. Why not? Should be fun. What a wonderful plan. I do tend to agree with you. Um, so, tasks for you, Doug. Make leftover soup. Of course. Whatever we have. My specialty. Indeed it is. It will be mostly gin. That will be fine. Don't boil it too aggressively, then. Of course not. That ruins the taste of the juniper. But perhaps let the old lettuce rest in it to disinfect. Wonderful. Indeed. So, I will go out, acquire more goods, services, money. You hang out here, and then, in no time whatsoever, you will be in a state of inebriation to accelerate the vastness of your mind and you can help me spot uh, forgotten friends at the sermon. Absolutely. I find that plan both agreeable and even more agreeable. I I must confess, I had some of these vittles on the way here. Mm -hmm. So perhaps... It's fine. It's fine. Some of them perhaps were not tested. All right. And I now... I'm having trouble seeing out of my left eye. But I do not want that to concern you, my friend. No, no, no. I just want to remind you Uh, As I know, occasionally, the genius Mm -hmm. with which you are burdened, perhaps, can result in you forgetting simple tasks. Mm -hmm. You have your one-on-one counseling session with the preacher. You know, Doug, this is why I keep you around. It's like when my brain leaves through the door, yours comes in and just says, lift, pick your shit up. Get going, you silly old man. I confess, I feel similarly towards you, my compadre, my brother. And that's why this works. So, in in recognition of your strengths and your failings, and my strengths and my failings, perhaps, since you've tasted the vittles, do not supreme the orange. I fear you will lose a finger in the process. Mm. Might not be worth the, you know, the nutrition. So, let's stick to leftover soup. We should have, um flavor of chicken protein packet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We have, I can lick the inside and then spit the... You can. That adds bucket. additional flavor to Absolutely. the melting pot. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that, and I will go get us more money for the evening, and then, of course, my one-on-one session. But while I'm in my one-on-one session, there are still going to be other retirees whom you could recognize. Naturally. If you see someone who you believe could fit the description of someone whom I vaguely remember. Make siren noises. Absolutely. And I will leave my meeting, and then you point and scream loudly at the person who you think it is. I enjoy it, because it's a code. It is. No one will know what it means but us. Exactly. And that is the key. Subtlety in overtures of grandiosity. Your military training is shown no more than in the brilliance of your tactics. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I was trained very well. It shows. It shows, my friend. Well, Doug, as always, I'm going to take some tiny rocks and leave. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Indeed. 
And you can see Doug immediately just goes and like tries to put all the bottles down, but there's so many they just spill everywhere and like three of them break. As you uh you leave. Don't worry, Doug, I know you will clean those up. Perhaps I know you will. You you know, you know, my friend. Of Enjoy. Course. Take yes, your I little will. rocks. I will. Only two this time. Ooh. I need to find more shiny ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know that there is a a group of suits. You've heard kind of like word mm-hmm. on the street, some mm-hmm. chatter. Uh, there are a group of suits from... I, I like to think that as I leave my apartment, a car comes screaming by and people are shooting at it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Wow, what a marvelous place we live in. <laughs> well, amusingly, you know that this is in the Nexus market. Uh, ah, that there's this group of suits that's being dropped off. Uh, uh, from Imperia. From Imperia, thank you so much. You're welcome. And you know that being relatively new to Gate City, they're being mm-hmm. dropped off in a otherwise low-sec part of the city mm-hmm. or of the Nexus market. Uh, as you make your way there, and I'm imagining some sort of like, you know, jangly acoustic guitar playing, mm-hmm. just raindrops keep falling on my head type of vibe. Oh, yeah. As you're just kind of like looking up and marveling at the the very realistic looking depiction of uh, sunlight that uh, the lighting in the Nexus market manages to emulate mm-hmm. in the background, as if an afterthought, screaming tires, gunfire, <laughs> uh, like just screaming pedestrians, just lift, having a good day. As I walk by someone to the to the gunfire and the screeching tires, I, what a wonderful sunset we're having today. <laughs> you, what are you doing? Get out of this bullets everywhere. What are you doing? Get out of here. Run. Run. Good sir. I rarely see a sunset so beautiful. I'll be on my way. <laughs> uh, you see your marks uh, getting off oh, of wonderful. their transportation. Excellent. I will, as always, prepare my shiny rocks for imminent use. As you see, they they are in a uh, kind of like a, a small building that is is designed specifically for mm-hmm. uh, people you know who've kind of come from the docks, basically from one of the the ships that's arrived in real space from the gate. The this is kind of like a almost like a bus terminal kind of thing. Right. So it, is it feasible to think that they're surrounded by other people at this moment? They, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a crowd in there. However, this is like a, a relatively enclosed building. So, you know, uh, there is there is uh, one kind of like main, what's the word, halogen style light, like the tube light bulbs, uh, uh, kind of up at the top. Oh, wonderful. Keeping that in mind, I will continue to approach the unsuspecting whales of the industry, preparing one of my shiny rocks. I will put it in my left hand and just roll it between my fingers to know and get a sense of its weight a bit more appropriately before it executes its task. Absolutely. All right. Once I am around 10 paces out, is the is the transport that they disembarked from still near them as they are in this small chamber? Uh, the transport uh, seems to be sitting there at the moment, yes, yeah, they're in this small chamber. All right. Perfect. I am going to throw the first shiny rock off the window of the transport to make a noise to have them face in that direction. And then as they turn, I will throw the second shiny rock at the light to break it so I can move through them with a bit more ease. Very good. Okay, uh, go ahead and make two separate throw checks. <laughs> I was born for this shit. <laughs> no one throws like me. <laughs> if uh, Lyft dies, that's your voice for your second character. I can do that all day. <laughs> uh, this is a success. Success, no problem. You uh, you huck the rock. You actually 
crack the window of this um, this bus, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see all of the suits just you know kind of whip around, uh, staring at the uh, the cr- now cracked window. Yes. Second rock at the light. Uh, this is also a success. Also a success. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the... very hard for me to fail. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember. I remember. Uh, you, yeah, you huck the rock at the light. Shatters. They immediately, there's this uh, kind of general outcry of mm-hmm. concern. These gentlemen, you know, kind of already on edge. Yes. Uh, given whatever that business was that everyone exactly. else was freaking out about in the market. Mm-hmm. Unimportant. The You kind of move into the crowd and uh, you can tell that them being on edge should give them an advantage to perhaps spot your uh, mm-hmm. upcoming ministrations. However, they are so stressed out that it seems like they're just panicking and exactly. they're not noticing anything. I'm going to take advantage of this. Oh no, stray bullets, take cover! And I'm going to move amongst them as they do so. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, that... I will get you... If you want to rely on what you said... No, I'm going to rely on the swiftness of my fingies. Oh, very good, okay. Uh, in that case, then I'll get it. That'll just be a... Um, actually, you know what? Make a make a fast talk check for me, and then sure. a sleight of hand check. If you do, If you get a success on the fast talk check... Sure. I'll give you a bonus dice on your sleight of hand. So if I have no skill in fast talk, um, it's ten uh, percent or lower. <laughs> Not impossible. Just roll like uh, Leah. No, I rolled a twenty. Okay. Oh, that's, that's very close. Do you oh, want to spend? You I could, could spend, burn some luck. You could spend. I will luck. burn luck to make that a success. I'll go down to sixty luck. Okay. Already. Uh, then I will give you a bonus dice on your sleight of hand check. Wahoo! I don't know what that means. Uh, so what a bonus <laughs> dice is, is you're rolling a D100 against our skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus dice is you will roll, uh, there's the tens dice, uh, which has the two digits on it. And, and then the units dice, mm-hmm. which has the single digit on it. You're going to roll two of the double, oh. uh, digit. Amazing. Dice. And I take the lower of the two. Yeah, exactly. Take the better result. Phenomenal. I take the better result and it is a success. A success. No problem. Uh, go ahead and roll 2d10 for me. 84. 84. You swipe a cred stick uh, from one of them. Uh, most worth noting that most currency at this point is kind of, we've moved away now from everything being electronic currency. Mm-hmm. The distances involved in space travel, there's no reliable way to communicate across them. So as such, credits tend to be physical, but a kind of a combination. So you need a cred stick, essentially, if you want to purchase anything kind of outright, if you are farther from, like, your financial institution, basically. All right. These guys traveling, they have a decent amount of wealth on them. You find a cred stick, and you immediately palm it, and as you are kind of on your way out, uh, you hit the little uh, screen on it that shows its value, and you have just acquired 840 credits. Bingo. Bing pot. Bing pot. <laughs> Can I interject for a second? You may. So are cred sticks like traveler's checks? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and if in the scramble I can collect at least one of my tiny shiny rocks, I would be ever grateful. Absolutely. Make a luck check for me. Wahoo. Do the cred sticks say Amex on them? Mm, no, not <laughs> for copyright purposes. No. Yeah, they say... No, they do say Amex, but it's just Amex. There's four A's. Hmm. Uh, I for, do not succeed on my luck check. You do not succeed, unfortunately. Shiny Rock. I'll say I'll, you get one. You get one of them back. Well, new pep in the step. I'm going to make my way back to old Dougie Boy, who should have our super ready to go. 
and not to mention frosty beverages of malt, not malt liquor. And that is going to be so good. Wonderful. Uh, this exciting prospect as you, you make your way out, just kind of head in the clouds, and all of a sudden you see reapers converge on a vehicle. Gunfire erupts, melting it into slag. And you, even amongst this spray of, of sparks and uh, bullets, you can see the spray of blood on the window as whoever's inside gets completely eviscerated by bullets. Go ahead and Yikes. make a sanity check for me. All righty. I am very good. You highly succeed? Very much so. There is this... You avert your eyes, and there's this moment, this tickle in the back of your mind, like as if the tickle in the back of your throat when you're about to cough, of this memory that seems to be trying to come out. And though you don't know what it is, there's a part of your brain that clearly does and just suppresses it. Ah. And you don't think of it, and you manage to turn around. And while this is an upsetting thing for you, mm -hmm. it doesn't do too much more, much more than uh, you would expect to upset the uh, lift's normal equilibrium. However, oh, right. as you go to look back towards the locks, you can see cordons being set up by both Gatesec and the Reapers. Oh, dear. Um, so it looks like you're probably going to have to uh, kill some time before the meeting, which is in the Haven. That's a long ways away. All right. Uh, are there any fun things for me to do? Uh, you're in the Nexus market, and you've Sweet. got a pocket full of credits. I have a pocket full of credits. I know my friend Douglas would really appreciate some maybe real malt malt liquor. <laughs> and we also need actual protein so we can survive. So maybe I'll go grocery shopping. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Lyft goes grocery shopping, um, and that's where we will leave him. Yay. Piotr. Piotr. You wake up. I'll let you decide what time of day it is. It is a disgusting study room. It has a barely functional data center. I'll let you describe the study room for me that Piotr has been sleeping in. And describe Piotr for us as well. I forgot to do that with Lyft, by the way, but we'll get that later. Piotr opens his eyes um, and kicks out from under the pile of textbooks where he was sleeping. Uh, he sits up and immediately bangs his head on the bottom of a desk that he's been sleeping under <laughs> he tries not to scream like he screams every morning and rolls over and crawling his way from out from under the legs of the desk he makes his way over to the data center and puts on a tweed jacket with elbows that have been patched at least 46 times <laughs> Piotr's an old man 63 years old he looks like he's 68 and he's been living hard Piotr is employed as an assistant adjudicate adjunct tutor, comma, probationary with the University of Gate City Technical Institute or Unigicity. And he has been doing this, this same job, for about 43 years while he's working on his PhD. Amazing. The study room is disgusting. You know, Piotr knows this is not Piotr's first place to sleep uh, on the Unigicity campus. But it is one of the most reliable, considering that it was closed for some undisclosed contamination uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not sure what space bestos is, but it has it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Pyotr, you rouse yourself, head over to this barely functional uh, data center, and you see a, uh, a message on the Galactinet. Pyotr looks in his own reflection 
coming off of the screen that's too dim and slicks his hair back and licks his thumb and runs along his eyebrows and reaches over to the same mid-brown hair dye he's been using for the past 15 years. Let's be honest, it's 20. Rubs a little bit of that in his hair, slicks it back, grabs a very good bottle of space scotch, which is completely empty, grabs another bottle of pure grain alcohol, pours the pure grain alcohol into the scotch bottle, grabs the hair dye, pours two or three drops of the hair dye into the <laughs> scotch bottle as well, <laughs> swirls it around, takes a chug, and opens up Galactinet. Amazing. You, uh, no one, that's, that's right. I have to process drinking hair dye. That's incredible. You, no one really uses Galactinet. The Galactinet is a, an initiative by Miskatonic Tech. Yeah. Miskatonic Tech to basically try to create an instantaneous form of communication between the gate cities, which it's just not secure. So nobody, nobody typically uses it uh, for anything important. That being said, it's free. So you have been having this correspondence with uh, another academic who's been, you know, it doesn't name, you don't recognize the name of this academic, but one thing that Piotr would very much appreciate about them is that they think that economics is the most important, most important academic thing. And they think that Piotr's ideas are crucial to the advancement of the human race, especially as they expand across the Milky Way galaxy. This particular message is strange. There is a, Goddamn a like encrypted section of it. Not again. They're going to ask for me to marry them and send them 5,000 credits again. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so you can try to uh, decrypt it. I'm going to need a mathematics check from you. And sorry, I'm doing this on the the space equivalent of Tor. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> can I try like buy an arm shipment first? Uh, yeah, for sure. You, you don't even have to try. You don't have to roll for that. You can 100 percent just buy an arm. Okay, ship. but I don't want to spend any money on it. So okay. if I could trade them like a shitcoin or something like that, <laughs> shitcoin. Shitcoin. Yeah, shitcoin uh, was doing really well, but recently took a dive. So you'd probably have to use another form of cryptocurrency. Oh, damn it, that again. It's in the uh, okay, I guess I'll just decrypt the message. Uh, math roll. Uh, math roll, yes. Can I grab a, a 10 die there? You may. You also, I'm going to give you a bonus dice on this as well, because it's kind of your jam. Uh, that is a success. Uh, it's success. Hard okay. success. Hard success. That is what you needed. On a hard success, there are a series of uh, requests. The message basically reads, I knew you were brilliant, Piotr, but I had to be sure. I represent a group that is very interested in a text that has recently come into the possession of the University College of Gate City Technical Institute. With your position of authority and power, you are in a unique position. And it, they seem to realize they said position twice. Uh, and backspace doesn't exist on this backspace, system? Though? No, no, yeah, it doesn't exist. There's no exist. backspace. They haven't, they have, they're patching that in. That's, yeah, that's like, sure. yeah, that's tier three. First, you um, upload the ability to transmit horrifying porn across the galaxy, and then you upload the ability to backspace. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have a text functionality for like three years. But yeah, you see that yeah, you're in a unique position to, to acquire this. It is called the Librum Dementi. You know that there was a recent shipment of books come in, and you know because you've been... One of your your tasks 
given your position, is to help another grad student named Ian basically digitize these works. Um, it's uh, a shipment from the Belendi estate, a very, very rich magnate who collected leather-bound tomes. So it asks you, it says, if you acquire this for me, I can personally guarantee that my sponsor will forward you 100,000 credits and we will guarantee publication of your thesis in every academic paper on the Promethean Highway. Piotr takes a deep breath in and highlights the email and drags it over to a folder labeled catfish and or subpoenas <laughs> and it hovers over the folder for just a second. And, and just then, as you're maybe about to release the clicker and put it in that, you almost didn't notice because this offer is so juicy, but you just see this little line right at the bottom, not punctuated. It just says, your father's work is a lie. Peter stops. He breathes in deeply. He goes, yes. Yes, it was. And he drags it over to another folder labeled revenge and or really good porn and, <laughs> and drops it there. <laughs> and then closes the terminal uh, and walks away, grabbing the bottle of hair dye and grain alcohol as he goes and goes to open the one shutter on the um, study room. And on the other side, there's just a wall. Just a street. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. It is It is the wall. Like, there's not even, like, a window. It's just a shutter to concrete. But in, in the plexiglass in between him and the wall, he can kind of see his own reflection. He's going to look at himself and say, My name is Pyotr Gaius Maitland. And the future is mine. And he takes a big swig of grain alcohol and he pours a little bit more in his hair. Hell yeah. Make a con check for me. <laughs> is this how you want to kill this character off? <laughs> Just a alcohol poisoning in the first two minutes. That is a fail. A failure. Okay. Uh, gets a little blurry. Gets a little blurry. I'm going to say on your next... That's unlucky. On your next six checks... You're going to take a penalty dice. Check. Very good. Does Piotr, Piotr leave his disgusting study room? Well, he has to wait for the custodian to come and unlock it at 8.30 in the morning. Absolutely. So he's going to wait for that. Uh, the, door, the door opens. He says, God damn it, man. Piotr, are you... I, I don't know. what I have, I have a ration, if you'd like. I know we kind of have an arrangement. I thought maybe there was a, there was a thing going on it's you it's, you look at me a lot it's because you just you make me worried have you eaten of course i've eaten i have two rations left and look at this left moon boot i found it's a nice boot peter it's a great boot. it's a great boot hey have i ever introduced you to the concepts of historical okay hey, i gotta i gotta go clean i gotta it's a this, fascinating and i'm sure it's, it's great you know it, i just I mean, i'm so busy i'm sure I'm even so someone busy. of your intellect can it's uh it's you know if you, you um i gotta go I got. I just gotta clean. I gotta clean. Hey, are you and a he, union uh, worker by he any immediately? Chance? Just starts like walking away. Um, Fucking socialist. <laughs> <laughs> so where did, where is Peter going from here? Now that the janitor has opened the door, 
Piotr is going to uh, start walking towards the administration building because he'd like to talk to them about his promised upcoming lecture that he'd be able to give as a grad student at Unigicity. Uh, yeah, you got it. As you walk in, Piotr prepares himself, uh, I imagine, to... What do you think the grain alcohol and hair dye was for? Come exactly. On. Absolutely. So Piotr's already prepared. Let me correct myself. Piotr's already prepared uh, for the battle with uh, the school administration that uh, is inevitable whenever he's talking about his promised lecture. This uh, time he'll get past the front desk. Exactly. Right now, Piotr's lecture is at 2 a.m. Uh, and it is a shared slot. The history... What is Piotr's subject? Piotr's subject is historical astroeconomics. Historical astroeconomics. Do you want to give us a breakdown of what historical Historical astronomics is the most interesting field in the galaxy and deals with the prediction <laughs> of long-term <laughs> trends based on short-term large data sets. And using historical astroeconomics, we can predict the very future of not only the civilization, but the galaxy. Historical astroeconomics may be called heterodox or crazy. <laughs> or science fiction, or fucking Looney Tunes by some more mainstream academicians. But Pyotr knows that he is the, at the cutting edge of something, something truly, truly great. Incredible. And Pyotr shares his lecture... With whoever he fucking can. ...with Lyft, who teaches Basics of Piloting, a 101 elective... <laughs> That almost no one has signed up for. That fucking charlatan keeps on t stealing my lecture halls. <laughs> um, Piotr is fuming thinking about the last year when, see, he was told that he would get one lecture a year. And Piotr interpreted that to mean one full credit-bearing course a year. And the uh, administration interpreted that to mean one one-hour lecture slot at 2 a.m. on a Friday sometime in July. <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, Lyft, being who he is, agreed to share the slot for the rest of the semester, which probably irks Piotr to no end. Um, it's firmly in the revenge folder. It's in the revenge folder, absolutely. However, Piotr walks into the uh, Usagicity Administration building, and you see the front desk agent. He's sitting there, and you know you're you're usually uh, used to seeing him look at you and have this kind of defeated look in his eyes, but immediately eyes widen. Uh, and he just says, Mr. Maitland. Hello, Mabel. How are you? I am. Thank you so much for remembering my name. Uh, Piotr? Of course, of course. And how are the little ones, Johnny and Johnny, too? Uh, they're doing fantastic, you know. Uh, so Johnny actually just got into a softball team. He's representing GC. He's heading to uh, Persephonia in a couple of weeks. That's fantastic. I hope he's not ripped apart limb from limb by the gate sector. That would be tragic. What? But you do have a second Johnny. I, I, uh, so. What? Just a second. Could yeah. I speak to the administration, please? Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, <laughs> he just, he's like, <clears throat> Dean, uh, Mr. Maitland is here. Yeah. He, I'll send him in. And he just, he just waves you in. And with this like haunted look on his face, you head into the, uh, the Dean's office. 
and sorry, just be clear, this is the dean. This is the dean. It's not the associate dean. No, this is the dean. It's not the associate vice dean. It's not the associate to the associate vice dean either. It's not the associate to the associate vice dean's cousin who just so happens to be visiting that day and was using this office. He's there as you come into the office, but he's leaving. Ah, Uh, You, (laughs) Piotr, you're still drinking that shit. I'm incredible. I can't believe you're still drinking that shit. I I tried. Did you you do the hair dye trick I taught you? Oh, it's fantastic. It makes me feel like I'm drinking the stuff from home. It's incredible. I know. It was a little taste. It's wonderful. It's incredible. I was trying to borrow money from this little motherfucker, but you won't give me a dime. Tell me about it. (laughs) What an (laughs) asshole. I tell you, sir. No, we really need to fund academics better. It's quite a tragedy. Yeah. And also, also uh, plumbers, uh, Craig. Yeah, also I mean, plumbers. it's the same. It's both academic pursuits, well, really, both when you think about it. deal with a lot of shit, don't oh, we? Oh, this guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, best of luck with that parole officer. Yeah, yeah, no, you can. Thanks, man. Thanks. You know, she's a real asshole as well. Yeah, no right? kidding. No God. Kidding. Push one guy off a balcony. Yeah. <sighs> it was asking for it, if you ask me. Absolutely. That's what I said. That was my defense. It's it, you can't be saying stuff like that at your own kid's christening, you know. Okay, all right. Oh, you were my ex-wife. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna get out of here. You piece of shit. Fuck you. All right, bye. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, he leaves the office, and the dean who is there. That's not a big office. Uh, <laughs> it's just. Oh, I see. You know my very distantly removed cousin. Uh, I do, in fact, dude. I, I do. He is uh, quite the man. It's an entrepreneur, really. Someone who drives forward the economy of this gate city. <laughs> you can see, make a psychology check for me. That is a two, which is a uh, extreme success. Holy shit. Pyodor, given his upbringing, knows exactly what a well-connected, well-educated person looks like when they put on their i'm moving past it political mask and the (laughs) fit you know exactly like you can you can basically calculate it to a decimal point the exact degree of fake smile as he just blows past your uh, association with his alcoholic convict 15th cousin and piotr you know you've been a grad student with us for quite some time indeed i have the Limits of knowledge have no temporal bounds, as I like to say to the one student who appeared to my lecture seven years ago. Yes, no, we... we tr- you, should, you should come, by the way, I the lecture. I oh, certainly shall someday. Speaking of that student, he, his, his, uh, did you handle that lawsuit, by the way? We weren't able to allocate any of the... It's handled, yes. Okay. Yes, of, of course, it's, it's... Yes. Handled. Say no more, please. Please say no more. Please don't say anything else so I don't get indicted. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I have a unique and exciting proposition for you, Piotr. I am all ears. Excellent. Esteemed Dean. It has been a long time coming. We would like to potentially, potentially offer you your own lecture series. Professorship in time after your first year, one year, and then you will have a tenured professorship. 
I think Piotr needs to roll a con check. Absolutely. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. He barely hangs on. Barely like he hangs barely on. avoids having a heart attack. You see, yeah, just face blanks. Yeah. Uh, and then, good lord, are you, I, it's, it's fine, it's oh, fine. Do you need wait, some water? Do, do I need to roll a penalty die? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he barely hangs on. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, the, yeah, you could see, he's just, oh dear, oh dear, you, of course, you, you, have some water, have some water, old boy. Ah, uh, thank you, uh, Dean, that's uh, very generous of you. I, of course. I know water is expensive these days. It is, it is indeed, you know, after the uh, event, the incident. Again, he, I, I handled sorry. that. Uh, it was handled. Don't again. Appeared in the water. Say supply. no more. I don't know how. Please stop giving me details that I will have to testify to. Um, I will say this: all we need to do to make this a reality is just some sort of uh, a feather in your cap, as it were. We are opening a new wing of the library to celebrate the recent acquisition of educational tomes from the Blendy Estate. We need a speaker. Uh, I would be honored. And I'm sure you would do a fantastic job. You would, you would do incredibly. And we we're also interested in. Um, no one speaks better into a microphone than I speak better into a microphone. We can all agree on no that. No one at all. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> he says, absolutely. We all talk. the The entire faculty is abuzz with it. And you could talk about um, your. Um, uh, able economics. What is it? Historical astroeconomics. Absolutely. That... I have several papers that are awaiting publication. Of course. Yes. Of course. However, we were just thinking something with a little bit more name recognition. Have you considered... The Maitland name is world-renowned. It Galaxy is. Galaxy-renowned. Indeed. And to that point, your father is one of the primary academics in the entire galaxy, do you think you could perhaps contact him? Would he be willing to give the keynote speech as we open this library? Um, <laughs> um, um, yes. yes! Wonderful. This is wonderful news, Piotr. The keynote speech needs to be delivered uh, in the next two weeks. Do you think you could make it to Gate City in that time? Of course. This is excellent news, Piotr. Is family, after all. Exactly what I thought. Why wouldn't he? Why oh, for his for his only child? This is such good news, Piotr. I'm so glad to hear it. Or should I say, future Professor Maitland? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I won't take any more of your time. I'm sure you're, uh, you're quite... Uh, well, excuse me. No, uh, I, uh, is it... I, uh, uh, the, 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 the late hours of academia, I'm sure you understand. It's uh, an effect on one's constitution. I'm uh, burning the midnight uh, oil. Power, so to say. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I wouldn't dream of questioning another academic. And you can see him just kind of like narrow his eyes at you for a minute. But he says, I'm sure. The hair dye drips down. My face. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, fully, fully streaming. There's, you know, Piotr notices one drip. 
at this point, um, the audience will see there. The, like, basically, there is just kind of like a, an inky pool at your at Piotr's hairline. The audience will see this being a visual medium. Being a visual medium, being yeah, visual. for sure. This is a yeah, this is a movie, right? This is what we're doing. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Wonderful. This is excellent. I have no doubt on your ability to be, to deliver. Once your father gives that speech, that class, that tenured position is all of yours." All of yours. I chose to word it that way because I'm an academic. Peter brings it together. He brings it all in. He goes, very well, Dean. That's quite the offer you make, and I'm happy to oblige. Have faith that my father will be there to give the keynote speech for the, what I'm assuming will be the Maitland Library. Yes. Just kidding. Don't worry. No, no, of course. Yes. yes. And you can see him just like furiously making some notes. Very much with an air of like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? Fuck, (laughs) fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) My father will be there for the grand opening of the Maitland Library. He'll be happy to attend, I'm sure. Amazing. He says, excellent. And he stands up. He says, I won't take any more of your time. I'm sure you have uh, many tasks that uh, will occupy you for the rest of of the day. Of course, grading and lecture writing and papers. Papers, yes. Papers. Papers. Mm-hmm. Ah, the review process. Oh. Am I right? Oh, my goodness. Don't even talk to me about the review process. Oh, uh, you want citations and sources and... Publish or perish, am I right? Ah, uh, sometimes I wish I could perish. Ah! Oh, <laughs> a famous Maitland wit. Oh, dear. Well, I, uh, please leave my office now. I need uh, to yes, do of work. Course. Excellent. He holds his hand uh, to shake yours, which I, is the I, first time the dean has ever I done guess so. I guess it. <laughs> Happen. <laughs> yes. Rather rather so, yes. Quite indeed. Wonderful. I'm yes. going to back out of the office while facing him the entire time and bowing slightly you, with every step. That's not I am still bowing. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm far out of the office, but still within Dismissed. Sight. Still Dismissed. Bowing. At ease. I'm uh, back into a wall. Oh dear. Okay. That's <laughs> a priceless I, vase tumbles and shatters. He he just kind of like winces and then he just walks forward. Because again, it's kind of narrow hallway. And he just like awkwardly while making direct eye contact closes the door. Like, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> As the door comes to a complete close. <laughs> um Peter starts sprinting for the study room. Amazing. Yeah, we will. Leave Piotr there for now. Juno. We find Juno towards the beginning of of her day. Uh, Why don't you describe Juno for us? Faith Juno Angevin. Faith is a preface to show that her status within the church. Uh, Usually wakes up at kind of a leisurely hour. Maybe let's say nine, ten. She really likes her beauty rest. Faith wakes up at a leisurely time, usually rolls out of bed, makes sure that she's looking prim and proper, and always takes very, very good care of herself, makes sure that her body is looking good, that her mind is sharp with some good Sudoku puzzles, and reads the paper and makes sure that she knows exactly what's going on within the world. And, uh... Sips her green tea and eats her fresh berries, and she quite likes oranges, in fact. And she's usually terribly disturbed by a certain time by Percival, who 
always seems to have something to bother her with. Uh, Faith, Reverend Faith. Oh, again, it's good so morning. early. Uh, good morning, madam. I, um, I hope uh, the Lord blessed your rest this evening. Always, Percival. You don't have to say that every day. I, oh, I, I, I completely understand. Absolutely received. Noted. Uh, that is going in the vault. In the vault. Good, I expect Faith so. Faith Angevin, absolutely. Um, I just wanted to run you through your day today. Uh, it is a rather full docket. Mm. Uh, so, today you have your Reaper seminar. Right. Uh, you do, that is the uh, the one, of course, we are being compensated rather graciously from the Navy for. And they have been very, very good. And I, I have, I do, you still have that script I had prepared, yes? You, yes, of course. Oh, I just have not thought about it for so long. No, and no, no, naturally. Of course I have the script. Oh, okay, excellent. Absolutely. Please send that my way. Oh, and yes. Of course, a right, right, of course. Right after, after, you know, this conversation, absolutely, I will absolutely uh, send you that script, which I absolutely Please have. Please don't forget. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> Of course, faith naturally. All right, Percival, I, we've been. What's next? You, I, I don't have a lot of time. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, of course. My my apologies, as always. Um, so you have the Reaper seminar, uh, and afterwards you have the uh, the counseling sessions uh, with the Reapers. I believe today's is with that fellow who calls himself Lift. Lift. Is Lift. he the one with the thing on his head? Oh, I don't believe he's... No, 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 oh, no, 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 He's the one, he's the one with only... You're thinking he's, of he's Grift. He's the one with three arms. That's Grift. Grift is the one with the thing on his hands. The one with the three arms. That's you, Grift. Uh, then Lift is... No, I know Lift. Lift is one with the shiny little pebbles and who likes to throw things. Absolutely. That's that's Lift. Um, sure. I, I do have his... Uh, the, the file from your previous session a couple of months ago. Mm. Uh, you can refer to he is very strange yes okay um so yeah, next absolutely uh, afterwards uh it is the baptism baptism apologies i'm sorry madam i uh, won't like it to happen again uh, you're you absolutely need to right. seem professional you're absolutely right Percy. No, of course of course that's that's on me as you are the hand of god himself i am your hand in the world and i must reflect i must reflect it you're absolutely right stupid Percy. stupid stupid Okay, you can be, God is a forgiving God. The soul is a forgiving God. Thank Do you. not be hard on yourself. Uh, yes, of sake. course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. So, amen. Uh, you have the, the one-on-one session with Lyft. Then you have the baptism of the station administrator's nephew. Oh, yes. How uh, is that station administrator doing? Uh, Did he say anything? Did he mention me? He, uh, well, uh, I do believe that uh, this was part of an arrangement, mm, perhaps. To, it was quite a good uh, arrangement. Yes, yes, absolutely. I will be there, yes. For sure. Yes. We we are working on uh, approving this habitation as tax-free for religious purposes. Perfect, perfect. Um, absolutely. The, then you have dinner with the Gate City Endowment Fund Committee. Ooh, those dogs. They're great. Excellent. Please make sure that you send a bottle of wine their way as a little pre-game. Of course. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Of course, naturally. They, they, yes, no, I wrote down their preferences. Yes, I have it in, I have it in my book. Yes, of uh, course you do. Of course, yes. And I always pass that on to you. I never leave you in the lurch, Percy. Uh, of course not. Did I, I didn't mean to suggest that. No, I no, I wouldn't no. give you that impression. No, you've never left me in the lurch. You do, everything is, it's perfect. Everything you've given me is perfect. I'm so sorry. I would expect oh, so. Everything I do. Mercy, 
stupid. I am. Soul is a forgiving god. Person. Yes. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the okay. So we have the the committee, and then finally, um, your speech at the Shinjitsu uh, tragedy candlelit vigil, mm. which is of course sponsored by Tepcorp. Hmm. Yes, I did have to reach out to Daddy for that sponsorship today, didn't I? Those tough calls and those tough things are, well, tough. Of course, of course. Um, but who better, who better to, to comfort the people of Gate City than the, the voice, the hand of God? Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself, Percy. Wonderful. Well, that does seem like a very packed day. Thank you very much. And I would ask you now to... May you leave me to the rest of my morning. Of course. Of course, Faith. Just one more item. Mm. Um, not on the official agenda, as previously discussed. Our uh, generous anonymous sponsor oh. uh, has made a request uh, for your next televised sermon, as it were. He's making a rather substantial donation of 25,000 credits. I will be going to collect that this evening. However, he's just requesting that you include more elements of perhaps God's position on sin and perhaps how those born in the primary system are more ready to receive God's grace? Well, being born in the primary system myself, I have to agree in some part, but I don't love being discriminatory. However, 25,000 credits is a lot of credits. What, Naturally, yes, yes. And I, you I, know, I, I will be able to accept that, and I will find a way to maneuver that request into my next televised sermon. Incredible, I, I, incredible. Yes. Truly, soul has shone upon you. May soul guide us all. Amen. Indeed, I will. I will. Uh, so I will be with you for the Reaper seminar. I will have to uh, leave you shortly. The Reaper seminar, of course, being in the Havens, I have requested a driver, um, but unfortunately, there's there's not many uh, in the official roster. I, I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I booked it in advance. They double booked. There was a thing with their, their system. I'm so sorry. I'm making an excuse. This is stupid. I, I should... I, this was my mistake. Stupid, Percy. Stupid. Soul stupid. is a forgiving God, Percy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my... <laughs> yeah. So wild. Um, however, I do have the contact information for the driver that you prefer. That uh, that uh, former Reaper, the Glade. Glade, the one with the the one with the mask. Yes, yes, absolutely. I do love Glade. Glade just, you know, it doesn't ever say too much or too little, and really just lets me bask in my own glory. Of course, and your glory. It deserves to be basked in. Absolutely. I always think... It's too much, Percival. You're right, of course. 
close. On task. Focus. On task. Focus. Okay. I'm a very busy woman. Absolutely. Okay. I will leave you. I will leave you uh, for that. I imagine uh, Glade is also happy to provide uh, some supervision, some protection, as it were. Um, She, hopefully, if you contact her, hopefully she's available. uh, I will contact her. I will contact her. You don't have to contact her. So. Uh, Naturally. Of course. Of course. Hopefully she's able to drive you uh, from the baptism to the dinner, then to the speech, and then home. And I will will meet you uh, at... The gardens for the speech, uh, and which I will, I will have ready for you because I have the script. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. Which I definitely have. I feel, I feel like today is going to be a big day, but I, I feel the power of soul within me, and I may be able to ad lib that speech tonight. Let me work on it, and maybe the imbibing at dinner will give me a little liquid courage. Goodbye, Percy. Goodbye. Of course, of course. Goodbye. Yes, of course. And the, the name... Yes. Blade? Uh, Glade. Glade. Glade, Glade, Glade. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Excellent. Goodbye, Percy. Thank you, Faith. Thank you. And he uh, reads you about your day. Glade. Gatesec and the Reapers did not seem to pursue you. Uh, they identified you, but it seemed like whatever they were doing, they deemed to be more important. As you are kind of winding your way through the market, uh, you hear some people kind of talking. Like, what? What happened? Like, what happened? And you hear, I heard a rumor he was a gate tech. What is Glade doing uh, to try to like lay low, essentially? Is there going nearby a washroom? Yeah. Okay. Glade goes into one of them. For sure. Is there anyone else in there? No. Okay. Glade goes into a stall takes off the third mask and slips on her uh, nano-leather butterfly mask. Okay. Okay. God damn you, Scotsman. <laughs> Fucking Reapers? How the fuck did they know I was in that car? <sighs> God damn it. Okay. Gotta lay low. Gotta lay low. Oh, boy. And Glade waits in the, sits in the stall for a little while. For sure. As you're sitting in there, you get a message on your little portable data center. One of which is from Frank. Uh, and it just says, saw what happened. He's not happy. Lay low. Uh, and then another from Percy, who uh, usually contacts you on behalf of Juno. And just says, need a driver. Fucked up. Forgot to schedule one. Three times your usual rate. Which is? Which is? I've prepared it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be 60,000 credits? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Usually, usually your rate is like a couple of hundred credits a trip. You can see the figure that he's offering. He's offering you 1,200 credits, which is significant. There's like some protection required. He texts with an accent, just in case you're wondering. Hmm. You fucked up, huh? Won't do it for any less than 25. Fuck. Ellipses. Typing. Stops. <laughs> Typing. Stops. Typing. Yeah, okay, fine. Fine. Yes. 2,500. That'll work. All right. Send me where and when sends the information through to you. He says, I'll send the car to you. You know that uh, the car that is typically used by the Faith is very nice. Top of the line, you know, handles like a dream, very fast, all the bells and whistles, uh, including self-driving. So it drives itself to come and meet you as you get in and drive to the Faith's habitat, which is in the gardens? Where does the Faith live? There is some habitation in the gardens. And as a note... When Glade gets in the car, she switches to her driver's This car has a button that completely blacks out the windows. I love this job. Yeah. 
puts on the driver mask. <clears throat> Oof, girl, it's good to feel you again. All right, let's go. <laughs> Glade drives off. Uh, you go to pick up Juno and bring her to the Haven for her speech on the ride there. Glade, it's so nice to have you as a driver today. I just, uh, I'm, this is the beginning of a very long day and just somebody I can talk to and will really listen and give me good advice. And, oh, it's just been the most wild moment. I've been on, I've been in within Gate City for just way too long and I'm really missing seeing soul with my own eyes. But I have to be honest, I'm feeling separated from soul. I feel a little bit empty, but man, Gate City has just been such a fantastic financial opportunity for the church. It's for the church, yes. And when you drove up to pick me up today, did you notice that my new apartment in the gardens was just fabulous? The church really went above and beyond. I wasn't quite happy with the old one. It was just maybe a little bit too small and stuffy. But this one is just perfect for me. I... Did you see that? Oh, yes, of course you did. And, um... Oh, you are just... You are the best conversationalist, Glade. (laughs) (laughs) As As I understand it, you used... You used to be a reaper, Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I was. Oh, I, yes, of course you were. I, and now I know I've done many, many of these, and the Navy has me really trying to speak to people, but I I really don't feel like I'm getting through to them. Is there any anything you feel like you as a Reaper would like to hear in my speech today? Hmm, well, hmm. <clears throat> Honest to God, lady, I think most Reapers don't give a damn about God. Oh, that is okay. That's very strong language, and I'm sure that while you feel this way, you're very much in the minority. But I do appreciate your perspective, and I will f- note. I will note. I will note that. I will tell Percy to note that. Um. Well, gorgeous. They don't see a lot of God on the job. Speak to them about something they know, that they do see. What do they do see? Glade. What do the Reapers do? What do they do? As I understand it, the Reapers have a hard job of protecting the the galaxy, really. And... Sure. Mm -hmm. And while that is a lot to put on their shoulders, really it's a march in, march out job, but I understand that there are things that they see, and and it seems very important to the Navy that they find some type of grounding to the natural and real world as they step out from their service as a Reaper. Now, as Reapers as well, I understand that these souls are coming to me without a real understanding of what they've had to do in their life as a Reaper. Is that true? In your experience. Well, sure. Everyone knows Reapers don't remember what they do. Hmm. So help, seems... rem- help remind them why they did it. Mm, that doesn't seem like it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> you want I talking points? You. I give you talking points. Well, g- 
Glade, Glade, you've given me a lot to think about today. And, um, hmm. You pull up to the warehouse in the Haven where the uh, this seminar typically occurs. The... There are quite a few ex-reapers just kind of milling around outside. They various states of person, essentially. You see, like, a lot of them have the, like, you know, what's the, like, thousand-yard stare. None of them look like they're doing particularly well. They, they seem to be, a lot of them, there's this general vibe of them having kind of been left behind by the society that they ostensibly served. With one notable sunshiny exception waiting in the crowd... With a big grin on his face, we see Lyft there, approached rapidly by Doug. My good sir, I made the, I made the soup. I pulled the cabbage and I left it in the soup the way you said to do. That will break down the fibrous tissue of the cabbage and make it more edible in the future. You wisdom astounds. The fibrous part is the worst part. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows fiber bad. Dougie boy. <laughs> Dougie boy. Dougie boy. That's why I like you, Doug. Here's the thing. Seeing us faces. Last face. This you want me to do? You want me to look for faces? I see last yep. them. I need There's... you to unlock your mental capabilities. Of course. Yes, I will use my perspicacity. Perspicacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just keep your eyes peeled. Yes. I believe I have a meeting. I will supreme my eyes. No. You will. No. Shit. That's, no, Doug, that's okay. Your eyes are already supreme. Ah. Uh, because of the treatment you've given them with liquor. I love you. <laughs> Man. Love you too, Doug. A welcome. Addition to the lovely abode, the Casa del Doug and Lyft. You put my name first. I, I always do? say whenever I say I put your name first. That's because you're a gentleman and yeah, becoming a scholar. Oh, oh yes. Aren't I indeed? <laughs> you're a scholar. I'm going to go across the street where I can look at people the way you want me to. I like that plan. Okay. I like that plan and good news. We can pay the rent, and I got us additional protein packets. Flavor of chicken from Saigon from chicken from Saigon flavor. That is my favorite. Oh, you always give me my favorite mm-hmm. protein packet. Mm-hmm. I know you like it spicy, so I got two of them it's just in case. You put it in with the rum, and then it. You do. Oh, we can make. That's why they call it spiced rum. Oh, you're a genius. You're so smart and beautiful. Okay. And you are so wise. And, and beautiful. And beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it went without saying, of okay, course. You know, you're right. Your true beauty is unstated. Okay, I'm going to go watch across the stream and look at all the peoples. And you have a good time and you talk to the god lady. I will. About this man named Saul she's been talking about. Fascinating. Yes. Interesting figure. I'm excited yes. to hear about it. Unlock the brain. And he stumbles Indeed. away. The Reapers shuffle inside, shitty PA system set up that's like feedbacking, obviously. And your speech to the Reapers. Hello, young and old Reapers. Hello. 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 (laughs) Hello. And as kind of as she takes a pause for a second to survey the crowd as she's kind of going into her normal, very dry, very practiced speech of as we come back into society, we must think of our neighbors. 
And she kind of starts to go on like this, but she's really thinking about what Glade said about talk about what they know. And she's she's been within Gate City for so long and she's felt kind of disconnected from her faith and Gate City has been giving her a lot of money and the Navy has been giving her a lot of money and she's really kind of focusing on that and so she's experiencing all these conflicting emotions but what Glade said really is is kind of like that Grinch heart his heart is kind of thinking about growing some sizes but maybe not there quite yet but really like thinking about growing continues her speech a little bit differently today I see some dejected faces in the crowd today. And that I understand. When we reach out to a world that doesn't reach back, it can be horrible. And when we reach to a God that is sometimes silent and sometimes it feels like they have abandoned you in some way, we can feel unloved. But I am here to tell you, Reapers, you have done a great service for your station and for your galaxy and for your God. Soul will fight for you as you have fought for your people. And I will fight for you as you fight for soul. I know you have seen horrors, and I know that you may not remember all of them. But know that you are still loved, nonetheless. Please, close your eyes with me. Please, think about all the good you could do in the world and how much energy you have to put towards that good. And you have more than you think. May soul give you strength. May you use that strength in the best way you know how. Thank you. There's a moment of silence. Usually after the speech that Juno gives... There's this very perfunctory clapping, very much in the vein of like, there's free coffee and snacks here, and that's why I come. This time, there's this very poignant moment of silence, and you can see a lot of the faces that previously were just staring straight ahead, glazed, have now like turned up to you. And we're just looking at you. And it's not this rapturous religious experience. There's just, for a brief second, they feel like someone finally looked at them. Then the applause starts. And it definitely feels a little bit more heartfelt this time. Juno looks down and kind of turns away. And usually usually loving applause in any fashion, whether it be sincere or not. She finds herself just with a little bit of a tear in her eye, and she's not loving that feeling. I don't know why I'm crying. Why am I crying? I shouldn't be crying. Put yourself together, girl. Thank you, and come see me 
whenever you need. Thank you. Wonderful. And the, uh, they continue clapping. The, the person who's kind of running it, the administrator, kind of comes over to you and says, that was, that was really nice. Uh, thank you. I think I'll have to stick to my speech, my written speech next time. No, I mean, look, you're the preacher, but that I feel like you actually, let me rephrase that. I feel like you help people this time. I always help people. What you, are you talking about? No, uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of your session with uh, Lyft. Good. Let's get this over with. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll pause there for now. Piotr, you... I have found your way to the uh, the library. Ian is there, and you can see him with a what you recognize as a Gutenberg Bible, just like open, and he's just like rapturous. And uh, he sees you coming, and he's almost like annoyed. Like, Piotr, you're late. Good morning to you too, Ian. How are you today? That's how normal people greet each other, Ian. Okay, we have a very important task ahead of us, Piotr. Do you understand this knowledge needs to be preserved forever? Do you understand the importance of that? I know it's not... Ian, it's a Gutenberg Bible. It's been in print for 1,500 years. If they haven't <laughs> digitized it yet, it's not going to get fucking digitized, is it? Okay, I don't know if I appreciate the attitude that you're bringing in to this sacred Ian, I swear to God, if we go to HR again, mm. I will skin your fucking face okay, and no, mount that's it why. That's on an like almanac. That. No, On an almanac, we, Ian. We sat in the meeting, and they said that you can't say things like that to me anymore. We they talked said I about shouldn't it. say things like that anymore, Ian. <laughs> they didn't say, I can't say things no, like that. I, no, Like no. the other things I still can say. I, like, I will take your balls, stretch them out, and use them as bookmarks, Ian. No. Remember that one? No. How about the one where I said I will take your fingers, mount them on the end of a pointy stick, and use them as a lecture? I am your supervisor, you okay? You can supervise a fucking children's book section, Ian. You truly couldn't. No. I have seen you hurt your eye on a pop-up book, sir. It was sharp, okay? You don't know. It was one of the, it was unexpected. You still I still don't know how Noah's Ark ended because of that. I didn't know they were going to include a giraffe. That's not on me. Okay? <laughs> how long? <laughs> how often will I have to live this down? As long as you have that stupid eye patch on, quite a while. It is a prescription eye patch, and I am not having this. There is okay? no such thing as 2020 eye patch, Ian. That was a lie that that swindler told you. Wait, so this. No, it's 2020 is the good brand. That's why you need to spend 500 credits on this one. Ian, I'm going to hold up this book, and there's a large book with an E on it. Close your right eye and tell me what letter that is. I'm wearing, it's the eye patches on my left eye. Then you, it's not 2020 then, Ian. This is what I'm saying. Look, I am your supervisor. You can't talk to me that way. I, we've discussed it. We went to the meeting. I need you. You're going to, you're going to, you know what, for that, you're going to digitize the rest of them. You're going to be here all night. The rest of the Gutenberg Bibles? No, I'm doing the Gutenberg Bibles. Okay, so Ian, if These you are digitize mine. one of the Gutenberg, it was the first book in print. I, They're all identical. You don't uh, need to digitize all of the Gutenberg Bibles, Ian. That see, You just digitize one of you them. You can't cut corners on history. Don't you talk to me about history, Ian. I was alive for most of history. <laughs> <laughs> He says, and what do you have to show for it, old man? 
Hmm? Some common sense and decency, that's what. Okay, here's what's going to happen, Piotr. You're going to digitize the rest of the fucking collection, or I am going to tell the dean that you've been sleeping in that disgusting closed-off study room, which is technically against the usagicity policy. Do you want to get expelled? Hmm? Okay, Ian. I'll digitize the rest of the collection. That's right. You just leave it with me. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Don't worry. That's right. Go. It's, it's in the vault. You know where it is. I don't have to tell you where it is. It, that's a disused study room, Ian. Again, it's not a vault. You can't just keep calling it a vault. We can call it the vault. We can call it whatever we want. I'm just trying to... It's fine. Okay, what'd she say? Ian, the ceiling tiles falling down. Just, I am powerful. I am strong. I own this position. I own my current state. I cannot be touched. I'm fine. It's the vault. I put a sign on the door. So it's the vault now. Go digitize. Go. I dismiss you. <laughs> Alex just farted. That's in character. That's, that's canon. That's canon. I'm an old man, Ian. These things happen as you get older. <laughs> Ian, uh, Ian waves you into the vault. are just going to back away from Ian, but facing him the entire time <laughs> and bowing slightly with each step. It is, uh, it's your move. Uh, he's just looking at you. You're so fucking weird. I'm going to keep reading my Bible like a normal person. And uh, yeah, he keeps reading the Gutenberg Bible. As you go into the vault, you see there is a relatively well-organized collection of uh, leather-bound tombs. Pretty much immediately, you spot the book that you were meant to retrieve, uh, the Librum Dementi. It is in a dark red, almost like brown uh, leather. The letters seem to have been burned onto the spine of the book uh, in a disjointed sense. Like, it doesn't seem like there was a way, like they weren't concerned with the, the kerning of it at all. It was just unevenly spaced and at weird angles, only barely legible. Uh, as you pull it down, uh, go ahead and make a sanity check for me. Or, Can I do one other check first? Yes, please. Can I roll psychology on Ian to see why his dad didn't love him? Yes. Okay. Looking for a hard success here. That is a fail. That's a fail. Okay. You can think of a hundred reasons why his dad didn't love him. Most probably, liberal cuck. See, this checks out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. This is what a lack of free market economics does to a household. Exactly. You can tell they shared they shared their toys in that house. I, I imagine they, he was just given an allowance. Incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Okay, now I'll do the plot. Now you do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was distracting you from the plot. The plot is is uh, Ian's damage for sure. Um, could you make a sanity check for me, please? That's a fail. That's a fail. On a fail, as you grab the book, there's this frisson of like cold, almost like energy that just seems to like wash over you, and your hair stands on end. And there's a compulsion to turn it and to open it. And as you grip the book in your hand and you find yourself unbuckling the very jagged-looking buckle that holds it closed, 
all of a sudden you hear raised voices from out at the desk where Ian is working in the hallway. As you listen to them, uh, you hear the unmistakably modulated voice of a reaper saying, I'm not here to argue, you little fuck. These books are now the property of the United Soul Council Navy, and you're going to turn them over right now. Do you fucking understand me? And then you hear Ian go, No, this is my space. I am owning this. I am the supervisor of these books. These books belong to the University College of Gate City Technical Institute. You cannot... You hear a gunshot. I'm actually okay with with watching... But are clearly authoritarian socialists get into a fight with a libertarian socialist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Piotr definitely. No little, bad outcomes. No bad outcomes. Piotr's at half mast. Yeah. Let's, let's be real here. Yeah. You hear the uh, the gunshot. If you kind of like peek out into the hallway, uh, you can see there are four Reapers. Uh, one of them turns and says, We just need the one book. He probably would have given us one book. So, yeah, I know, but fuck him. All right, tear the place up. And just as they're about to start moving towards you, you see from down the hall, 12 figures in these like long trench coats appear. The Reapers immediately turn around and raise their weapons. And the figure in front, who's wearing this this kind of like wide-brimmed hat, just takes it off. And you can see this man, he looks to be in his like mid-40s, otherwise like handsome, except for this brutal looking scar that runs from the corner of his mouth all the way to his ear and it's this puckered thing that looks like it was done with like a blunt object almost uh, given the nature of the wound and he just looks up at the reapers tilts his head and then with blinding speed pulls out a pistol and opens fire as the 12 uh, figures behind him also just like from underneath their coach generate these assault weapons and just gunfire rings out the reapers uh, standing their ground at first as bullets are pinging off their armor just returning fire before with cybernetically enhanced speed they also just take this these covered positions Piodor infers that these walls are not very thick and these are very high caliber guns going off. What's Piotr doing to get the fuck out of there? Uh, so Piotr knows that he's too slow to run, too small to fight, doesn't have a weapon with him. Piotr does have his 43 years of being ignored in academia. <laughs> and so Piotr is going to take the book that he knows is the book that they're looking for and a whole bunch of other books and some random pieces of paper and cue cards and pack those onto a library cart and very slowly and creakily walk the library cart across the library towards the exit, just looking like somebody that is not worth the fucking time. Interesting. <laughs> That's a unique strategy. That is a, that is a unique strategy. I love it. Do I give you a bonus dice for the balls or a penalty dice because it's dumb? I already have a penalty dice because I'm drunk as fuck. In that case, then, make a luck check for me first. That is a fail. That's a fail. Okay. I won't give you a bonus dice. I'll let you make this stealth. I'll make you you make a a straight roll. Straight roll? Yeah, because I do love the audacity of this. That's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. (laughs) Here's what happens. You go, you load all the books up onto the university cart, keeping the important book kind of close to you. 
and you push it out and you try to do that and immediately the front of the cart just gets chewed up by bullets Piotr just like retreats back into the uh, the study room Piotr is going to crack the door open and without sticking his head out and keeping a low profile even though mm. I'm just going to yell gentlemen 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 there's a there's a full-on gunfight dude like <laughs> what, what what are you saying what's what's the statement i'm going to say gentlemen can i help you this is a library <laughs> this is a library the gunfight continues happening <laughs> there's a little is there a little bit of kinship that uh Piotr feels with ian at this moment of just respecting the space of, a, of academics and not having a gunfight in it uh, there would be if there wasn't like at least eight or nine years of just pure day to day base level professional hatred. Between them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amazing. And so if this was any other person, Piotr could maybe feel a shred of humanity towards them. Um, but the number of times that that motherfucker stacked books right to left instead of left to right can't do it. Can't be forgiven. Can't do it. All right. What, how is Piotr getting himself out of the situation? What's the layout of the room? How many exits are there? There is... And is are there, is there an exit that Piotr would know about having worked here for totally. 43 years? 100%. So you know that there is a, a window that has been blocked off so that any light coming in doesn't affect the books at all because they beam UV light down. Yeah, fuck it. Sci-fi. We don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there there is a, a window that has been blocked off. You would have to, like, get the, the blocking off. It's essentially kind of been, like, boarded shut to kind of prevent somebody from leaving it open. You could try to uh, to pull it free, basically. Okay. You're just going to push the car to uh, the door just to see how bad it gets shot up and where it gets shot up. It, again, just immediately gets chewed up. It seems like the Reapers have now moved past your door to, a like, kind of take a, a further position back, and there's now this raging gunfight. It, within seconds, is just, like, shredded as both sides seem to assume that the other side has, like, tried to flank them, essentially. Uh, and the window is out, like, into the gunfight? So the window is not out into the gunfight. Sorry, I should have laid this, uh, laid this out a little bit faster. Windows on the other side of the room. Um, there is a one-story drop to the ground from the window. So you will have to basically get out that window, get down. Okay, just going to go over the window and take the covering off. And he's just going to try to get out the window. Okay. Gotcha. Go ahead and make a, uh, a strength check for me, please. This will be with a penalty dice because of the hair dye. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a fail. It's a fail. Okay. That doesn't mean you don't do it. What it means is it takes you a little bit longer than you wanted to. Uh, you're pulling at this thing and you're trying to keep that book uh, kind of in your under your arm as you're doing it. And it is coming loose. It wasn't like, you know, welded down or anything like that. But all of a sudden you hear... The door crash open behind you, and you look, expecting to see a fully suited and booted Reaper. But instead, you are looking at that man with the scar. And as you just, you kind of are looking over your shoulder at him, the covering just comes off. You uh, you see the window before you, you look back at him, and he just starts saying something under his breath. Could you make a listen check for me, please? That's a fail. A fail. Okay. And you don't hear what he's saying. This makes sense. That makes sense because you failed your listen check. That's some prime <laughs> prime uh, keeping right there. Uh, you you see him as he's saying this in this kind of ritualistic fashion, start to raise his pistol and aim it at you. You can dive through the window. I'll get you to take a D two of damage if you choose to do so. It's either that or get shot. Okay. 
Can I make a check to see if I can infer from the circumstances as to what organization he's with? Absolutely. Um, that's a good question. Let me see your character sheet. Sure. I'm thinking history. Uh, I am also thinking history. Yeah, absolutely. History is the thing. That's a fail. That's a fail. Uh, I'll give you a bonus dice on this. You're an academic. History is kind of your thing. Okay, that's a success. A success, okay. You notice as he's raising his hand towards you, you can see tons, almost uncountable crosses uh, that have been carved into his flesh, just in the little patch of skin that is exposed. You know this represents, or is likely to represent, the Jesuits of Christ. You know, the difficult thing about the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola is you do have to do them every day. You're trying to fast-talk him? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and make a fast-talk check. Fail. Fail. You can see him just smile and stops muttering what he was muttering and then starts to say it out loud. I just the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll, a, roll a D2. It's Seven? Two. A two. Okay, yeah, yeah, sweet. Uh, so you take two points of damage okay. as you smash through the window. And just as you do, you hear what he was saying. Grant unto them, O Lord, and may your light shine upon them as you smash through the window, landing on the ground. You see, as you kind of like land, fall to the ground, you look up, you can see him appear, leveling his pistol at you. And then you see an armored hand grab his shoulder and a knife and you see him with a blinding speed again uh, just twist around and disappears into like full combat with this reaper as I'm presuming Piotr's just getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, I'm gonna yell that the Benedictines had a more lasting effect on the church as I leave. But... He comes bursting through the wall <laughs> like the fucking Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, okay. I promise we'll get back to Glade at some point. Lift and Juno. You are having your one-on-one counseling sesh. Hello, Your Holiness. Juno is visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> and she does these all the time. <laughs> but Lyft gives off a bit of an uncomfortable energy. Uncomfortably... Intense. Keen, yes. Uncomfortably intense. Can I offer you a dirty rag in your time of need? A dirty rag. Yes, you gave a very emboldened speech, and I could see the emotion riddling your face. Oh, oh, um, yeah, something, the lights were very bright mm. in my eyes, and, and it was kind of, I mean, this part of Gate City is a little bit dusty, and my mm. eyes just started to water, but I, I assure you I am stoic and grounded in my faith um but i appreciate your concern and no i you keep your precious dirty rag to yourself thank you oh don't you worry i have so many of them if you need a dirty rag this is not precious to me i just want to be a friend in your time of need as you are a friend to all of us who come here and learn about the the man you call saul um, uh, uh, th- th- thank you. Thank you, Lyft. The man, the man I call Soul. Now, you and I have had a, f- a few just small, short talks together, and I feel like I've gotten to know you just a little bit, but I would love to know why you feel so compelled to come and see me today. Sorry. <laughs> well, firstly... 
I had an appointment. I, I believe that's the, the, the main reason for my religious adherence to my calendar. <laughs> I, yes, yes. And I, under, I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this, Tom? I mean, beyond the the service of the appointment itself, Lift, I ask you, why why did you make the appointment? Ah, well, context. I have a friend. His name is Doug. And one day after I had a manic episode, he helped me up and I gave him an orange. And now we live together. So he looks for people who I've forgotten in the audience because my memories have been erased from being a veteran. And I'm trying to recall things. And I figure if there is a being, no matter their name, even though Saul... Who, what kind of strange individual's name Saul out there could help me remember these things and I feel like you being the hand of Saul could um, expose my memories to the light that could help me remember my friends whom I don't remember anymore ah so Doug who you live with yes helps you remember who you have forgotten after your time as a reaper Correct. He is so good with faces after you've put, you know, a bottle or two into him. Ah. And is Doug a romantic partner of yours? Oh, no. He just cleans my house and cooks me food. And, of course, is just lovely companion. Soul is a patient God. Soul is a patient God. <laughs> yes, praise soul. Soul is a patient God. <laughs> I, sorry, that was not meant to be my outside voice. And, okay, now I, I think I can, I think I might be able to help you with this lift. Ooh. I see many people in my days. And, well, my holy eyes to gaze upon all of the people I help. I I do promise them a service to maybe not disclose who they are. Mm -hmm. If you could give me some type of information about somebody who may be looking for, I... The only person I remember is my commanding officer, and that's because he was there when I woke up. So I'm not really trying to find him. I'm looking for everyone else. I don't even know if they're alive, but I figured if they survived and they're here, they'll come see you. Because, let's face it, look at all the sad bums out there. <laughs> Juno, you would know that level of amnesia is atypical. That's not... You've been doing counseling with Reapers for a while. They usually don't remember their service, but they remember everything else. Hmm. Okay. But he seems to be forgetting more than most people. Hmm. Now, Lift, I would like to do an exercise with you. I'm so good at push-ups. <laughs> you are all, like, too funny. <laughs> Push-ups, yes. Uh, not that kind of exercise. Mm. I, I'm going to sit directly in front of you, and I am going to hold up this amulet, and I need you to follow it with your eyes. 
Do you understand? I can very easily track the shiny thing with my eyes, yes. Excellent. And a very important part of this is that you cannot speak unless I ask you a question directly. Understood. Lock and key. Eyes on the prize. Perfect. Um, Brian, I am going to do a psychoanalysis rule for this. And with that psychoanalysis, I am essentially helping my patient gain sanity points. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you so far. Okay. So I roll against my psychoanalysis and then the patient will roll a D3. Um, For reference, that is page 72. Thanks, buddy. Um, I do feel like you're the prosecutor and I'm the defender here. And I'm just suddenly realizing that you're way more prepared than I am. Okay. So intensive psychoanalysis can return sanity points to an investigator patient once per game month to learn the progress of the therapy, make a D100 roll against the analyst or doctor's psychoanalysis skill. If the roll succeeds, the patient gains 1D3 sanity points. If it rolls fails, if it fails, add no points. If it's fumbled which is, I believe, in 95 or up, the patient loses 1d6 sanity points. Uh, and the treatment by that analyst concludes. There's been some sort of serious incident, dramatic setback. What I could say is that you can do this, and I'll allow him to gain 1d3 sanity points because Reapers oh. do start with 1d10 less. Yeah. However, I'm going to look for a hard or better success on the psychoanalysis skill Okay. in order to, to get that that thing. A regular success will tell you something. but Will tell me something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for Lyft's knowledge, how shiny is this amulet? Like, uh, what? Like, come on. Is, was this in a tomb? This amulet is... Old. Ooh. Old, possibly old enough to have come from Earth itself. Would it be like a storied relic from Earth? From looking at it, it wouldn't be something that you would know. It wouldn't be kind of a famous relic. Okay. But it would be, there's something inherently, whether it be religious or not, something inherently spiritual about it. There's kind of that that spiritual energy that kind of comes off of it. Sweet. It is just a regular success. A regular success. So yeah. you don't gain sanity lift. However, is there something specific that you were looking for with this exercise? As I rock that amulet and swing that amulet back and forth in front of lift, I ask him questions about his, about what he might remember about people. You feel weight, the weight of your body sitting in your chair. You're sitting with your Reaper squad. You're hearing them talk. You can't see them quite yet, but feel yourself there. Nod or tell me yes if you can feel yourself there. Lift. All of a sudden, this chair seems to rumble back and forth beneath you, like you're in a ground transport. Uh, yes, I see myself there. Good. Take in all of your senses. Breathe deeply. Feel the texture of the seat and the spaces around you. And now, as you take in all of those senses, you start to see people. You start to hear people. Tell me, left, who do you see? Don't, don't call us. Don't call us. They are. They are. We need to get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. Um, all of a sudden, your portable data center buzzes. 
you were taken out of this. Uh, are you okay, Lef? My head hurts. I am sure it does. You've done very good work today, Lift, and I have actually enjoyed our meeting. I always enjoy our meetings. Th- those soul crackers. Can I take some? Or are they sanctified? Uh, they are sanctified, <laughs> but you... I can tell your blood sugar may be a little bit low. Why don't you just... Just <laughs> don't tell anybody. Just take a few. Just take a handful. And, um... That's just because my nose is bleeding now. But yes, oh, yes. I will Oh, yes. Um, I will... Somebody... I'm sure you'll meet somebody who can help you with that. Um... I can just wipe it off with all my dirty oh, rags. Just, no, and uh, please don't leave that here. Please take it with you. That would be great. Of course. Excellent. Um, well done, Lift. Portable data center buzzes once more. Thank you. Uh, thank you, your utmost holiness, for the crackers and for helping me with my brain. I remembered what cars are like. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and lift will leave with his crackers and munch on them but make sure to save a handful for doug absolutely put them in pockets Uh, Uh, do you know do you know just as he leaves just looks at the amulet and is kind of today has already been too much of a day there is uh still the dinner glade i will say you're probably hanging out outside the door having been contracted for some light security you see Lyft walk out, seemingly cheery, wiping blood from his nose. Just that's something you see. I just wanted you to know that you see that. Cool. Yeah, it is All very right. cool. It it's is, cool. That's it why I told you. Noted. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know. Well, fuck me for trying to tell the story, I guess. No, it's okay. It's you fine. over here. He's a very good crackers this time around. <laughs> Uh, Do you check your portable data center? Yes. It is a message from the burner uh, account that you know uh, is how Admiral Colonar Knox contacts you. All right. There are two messages. Mm -hmm. The first is, you've been compromised. We need to get you out of the city. And the second is, come meet me immediately at the safe house I showed you in the locks. As you look, you can see a bunch of Reapers crowded around a uh, tiny little vid screen uh, just on the wall of the warehouse. If you'll give me one moment here. Breaking news. Gunfight at Usagicity. We're receiving report from the campus of the University College of Gate City Technical Institute, where, earlier today, naval ground forces engaged in a deadly firefight with the extremist organization known as the Jesuits of Christ. Reports are still coming in, but at least 12 people have been confirmed dead. Meanwhile, several civilian bystanders remain in critical condition. GateSec is now issuing a station-wide warning to all residents to be on the lookout for two men, both considered armed and dangerous. Piotr Maitland and his associate, retired First Lieutenant Sadar Kanto, are wanted in relation to today's attack. Authorities identify Maitland as a man with a medium build, thinning hair, blue, defeated eyes, and likely to be in his mid to late 60s. No physical description of Kanto is available at this time. He is, however, known to frequent both the locks and the Nexus market. He may respond to the pseudonym Lift. We'll keep you updated on this situation as it develops. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Lift, you're watching that, and you can see a couple of Reapers just look over at you. Are they active Reapers or... X-Reapers. Uh, X-Reapers. Perfect. I 
with my incredible wit, I'm going to throw an orange right at their faces. <laughs> You're going to be orange. The last one, I, I, I cannot is it risk. Fully supremed, half it, supreme. It, no, it is, it is rinded. It is, it is untouched. <laughs> <laughs> There's no supreming that has happened. It is, it is, it is in its purest form. I, I give it a quick sniff. Before I throw it, because it just smells so amazing. But I need to distract them Go so that I can... Go ahead and make a power roll for me. Am I powerful? Are you powerful? I don't know. I'm about to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that so sexy. Make <laughs> I like that Tom has to me. wave it. He, like, waves at his tablet when he wants to wake it up. He's like, hi! hi. Hello. And it winks at him and it goes, re like, recognizing you. And he goes, hi! Look, <laughs> <laughs> we're friends. Uh, I am powerful. Here we go. How do you want to do computer stuff? Uh, I... Uh, hard succeed. Hard. Not, not critical success, but I... Yeah, I got a 25 and my, my hard success is 35. Incredible. Okay, so you... There's a moment where you almost can't throw away that orange. It smells so fucking good. <sighs> I but so hard for it. And you worked so fucking hard for it. It was a it was a good steal. Uh everyone here would know like fresh fruit on a space station. Forget about it. But you managed to pull your shit together. I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. No, it's fresh fruit and you're mm -hmm. throwing it to a bunch of unemployed people. Yeah. They yeah, they immediately just are like distracted and just rah, like go for the fresh yeah. fruit. All right. While they are distracted, I'm going to rustle up Doug and make sure that he is lucid enough. I, I, I box him up out the head, you know? What? Oh, yeah, harder. Wait, what? Doug, yes. Doug, Doug. Yeah. Take yourself. Mm. Go home. Mm. You're taking care of the casa until I'm back. I will defend it with my life. That should be unnecessary, but I appreciate the no, gusto. No, no, seriously, I'll die. I'll do it for no reason. I respect the hell out of you, Doug. Yeah. You handsome bastard. Now go home, take care of yourself. And I, 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 th there's protein packs and stuff. I dropped them off at home. That's right. You got the chicken one. Yes. And there's a card with credits on the account. You'll be okay. I need to leave. Get is home that, safe. Is this for me? No, it's on the, uh, that, 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 that's my shiny rock. The, the, the card is at home because I knew you'd be inebriated at this moment. So I needed it to be kept safe in the casa. You're a special person. As are you, my friend. Get home safe, please. Thank okay. you. Be you safe too, as well. Always safe, me, am I? Uh, off I go. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. You two split. Where is Lyft going? Lyft? Man, wanted. Yikes. Lyft is going to follow the instructions on his, his comm deck. Gotcha. He's heading to the locks to the safe house. Yes. Yes. All right. We're going to hit a little pause there. Sounds good. It takes left a little bit of time to get there. Mm. Piotr going into hiding. Glade, you drive Juno to the gardens. Uh, there is a special kind of VIP section. You can see it looks like at least half of the entire residence of Gate City is here. Again, there's lots of free stuff, so that could be a reason. Uh, Tep Corp has provided candles. The candles themselves aren't monogrammed, but the little plastic thingies that they put around the candles are monogrammed Tepcorp. Uh, everything branded, very branded, given out for free. Do we have a dinner to go to? We do have a dinner, but I wasn't going to make you also roleplay a dinner. Okay. At this point, Juno, probably you know, a, little, a little looser. You get to the VIP section, let Juno out, and you're looking around for Percy uh, or, you know, Percival as he sometimes likes to be called, definitely likes to be called, and he's not around. 
You are such a good driver. You are very, very good at driving, and I really appreciate your driving. And I know that the car is a self-driving car, but you're so very good at driving, and I really appreciate it. And that dinner was so good, and I so appreciate you. And I oh, this is a sad thing that we're at, isn't it? Oh, ah, uh, Percy. Where did Percy said he would be there? Have you seen Percy? Nope. I haven't seen him. Gorgeous. Percy? Percy. I'm going to go find Percy. If you could look for Percy, that would be great. I'm going to go look for Percy. Is And it's, is the VIP room this way? Who is... Can you... Uh, sorry, sir? Sir? Somebody with a headset. Yes. Clipboard. Headset and clipboard, obviously. Do you do you know Percival? Yes. Faith. Uh, Faith Juno and Angevin is... Uh, oh, you know you? me. Okay. Of sorry. Course, she, she like traced a pat down her hair a little bit. She's looking a little bit disheveled. Uh, hair and, and makeup, if you would like, is Do just you think I there. need hair and makeup? I would... And he just looks over at somebody else with a clipboard. Of course and a I headset. do. Of course I want to be pampered. What are you talking about? Just before you say that, there's this moment where they meet eyes and they're like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> of course, uh, of course, uh, yes, absolutely." Hair and makeup is that way. Uh, your assistant Percival uh, was meant to check in, has not checked in yet, uh, unfortunately. That is uh, very unlike. We're Percy. hoping to get his speech to put in the teleprompter, but. Oh, um, a speech, yes. Well, I, I will be fine without Percy. No, no teleprompter. I will be fine. They meet eyes again. Okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. And then you, you just, this isn't live, right? No, it's not live. Okay. It's not live. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, of course. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, we'll send you two to hair and makeup and, uh, you should be good to go. And sorry, is this... And it points to Glade. Yes, Glade. Glade, they are the best and give them whatever they want. And they are with me. And so they should have all of the things that I have. And except for maybe all of the donations that I get. And of course, those are always in the, my na- the church's name. And I am going to go to hair and makeup. Make sure Glade is very comfortable. Um, may the hand and the light of soul guide me and I will be fine but could you please point me in the direction of hair and makeup again absolutely we will we'll get we'll get an ad we'll get an ad yep over here yeah he'll he'll lead you he'll lead you to uh, to that and off we go side note has glade been paid by uh, Percy usually at the end of the job okay cool good to know all right come on hair and makeup this way uh you get into hair and makeup they, they tidy you up do my thing babe for sure um <laughs> The somebody trying to apply blush to Glade's mask. Like, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, bottom away. Like, Your skin is so smooth. <laughs> I'm wearing my driver helmet still. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It's um, even harder for them to get blush to stick. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, you're very quickly like Indy 500 pit crew style, like four or five stylish just descend on you, hair and makeup. Just how I like it. Exactly top of their game immediately just get you all set up and you are whisked onto the stage the administrator makes some you know short boring but at least succinct speech uh about the tragedy that we're here today and the importance of faith uh in times of crisis and then uh welcomes you to the stage and there is applause and also a healthy amount of booing very aggressive booing some people like shouting stuff you can't quite make out what they're saying 
But there is also like it seems like a decent portion of the crowd who is cheering very loudly and very like rapidly for you. Um, can you can you give me a bit of a description visually of what of what Juno is seeing? For sure. So the you are in the gardens specifically. There is this is a a large, relatively green space. There are atypically for a station, you know, several acres of like treed grassland kind of parks uh, that are supplied by like you know UV radiation. You know that kind of comes down from the uh, the overhead lighting here. Uh, a lot of agriculture like hydroponic agriculture kind of occurs in the gardens but they are mainly considered to also just be this like green space so that people don't go crazy you know living in a in a station all the time uh what you're looking at is the station itself has a is on terra time essentially like everything in the united soul council is on terra time everything is considered in units of that so the the lighting in the station has started to dim as it's now moving into the the night cycle of the station and you can see a sea it looks like at least a couple of thousand people probably probably far more than that in juno state it's kind of hard for you to get a, a hard grasp but you can see hundreds like thousands and thousands of lit candles in front of you people cheering or booing making a lot of noise and the energy in the room is very like very wide open space the when the administrator was talking it was kind of like quiet and a little bit contemplative and you get the sense that when you came out you were an exciting factor you know Mm -hmm. sometimes like exciting bad you know and definitely like a lot of people like the sight of you makes a lot of people angry and also inspires a lot of people as well so very mixed very mixed energy so juno as as juno walks out onto the stage here and looks at these thousands of people in in the gardens and that's kind of where she lives so she feels comfortable in the physical space and loves the spotlight so kind of feels comfortable there as well seeing the mixed reactions she gets amongst people and in the context of coming here as for a candlelight vigil is quite sobering to her, especially with her conversations with Glade earlier and her contemplation of her speeches with the Reapers and and her counseling session with Lyft. She's starting to really think about things a little bit more. And today has been a long day for her too. So in a very real sense, this is quite sobering. People of Gate City, today darkness has struck. Lashing out at our most vulnerable, we have experienced evil. Evil like this aims to divide us. Spreading like a thick fog of grief and fear between us, dividing us. But we are stronger together. Together, in light, that fog will be burned away. Together, we will overcome all evil. You have all gathered here this evening, choosing to unite, holding the fire of soul's light in your hands. We will not forget this tragedy. We will not ignore our grief or our anger, but today we will not live in fear. We will not let evil win. I ask you now to look at those around you. Whether you agree with them or not, I want you to hold your loved ones 
believe in your neighbors and let soul's light guide us. Thank you. There is, make a persuade check for me. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) What are we talking about, dude? Oh. I get the disco. What are we talking about? Oh. That was a 99. A 99. Oh it was a 96. A 96. <laughs> Damn, I thought that was a good speech. I don't know if that's any better than a 99. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. As you are, you're giving this speech. Is this, is this what juno had prepared or was she going a little no, bit off the this top? was her ad lib this was her ad lib yeah the percy she looked she looked at that teleprompter and nothing came up and she went i will let the liquid courage guide me not, not her god okay just <laughs> no the liquid courage liquid she courage. is totally the wine has made her forget about all the god and she talks about god every day She's, this is, this is a bit very true. She only gets drunk six days out of seven. (laughs) (laughs) She talks about God every day, but, but it's become very routine, right? If you do that every day, it would be very routine. So there, there's a moment in the speech when you only realize it once the crowd reacts, that you realize you're definitely way drunker than you thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) You tried so hard to like just moderate yourself at dinner, but this, as you said, the endowment fund committee, they just keep pouring. They wine and dine me every time. You know, dessert for them, tequila, right? (laughs) And and, and the drinks were flown, the drinks were flown. And while you are trying to speak sincerely and spread this message of unification to the residents of gate city all they're seeing and you have this moment of realization as all of a sudden the crowd just like turns on you some people are cheering admittedly and they were the same people who were cheering before but the people who were booing are now like screaming at you sorry it's a 96 it's so <laughs> bad. i'm actually i'm actually not even disappointed in juno catherine is disappointed in catherine <laughs> <laughs> it's, i think we should later on we should make a like that's what it sounded like to juno i think we should make a track of what it sounded like to everybody <laughs> absolutely else later on. you just yeah. have this moment of realization talking about the unfuckination <laughs> this, this re like this realization hits you as like people start jeering and like the the booze and the jeers kind of drown out the cheers and you just realize that this rare moment of self-awareness that they just saw a rich, drunk girl go up and try to preach to them about how important it was that they just put aside their differences and forget about it. Everything's fine. And the crowd turns on you. The administrator is, like, trying to quiet things down and takes the mic from oh thank thank you to faith angavin and tries to get applause going does not take is now a moment of silence a moment of silence does not take uh everyone's just like kind of yelling glade you're watching from the bleachers and you know you've been kind of hired for security and you can see someone in the front row like look at the candle in their hand and look at the the faith 
And then who is pretty flammable? Who is pretty flammable? I have beautiful robes and quite a large, very ornate dress on. Obviously, absolutely. And if not for the if not the alcohol, the hairspray. Oh god, yes. absolutely. I. What are you doing, uh, Glade? As the bodyguard here? How big are you, Juno? Like, body not, weight. I am not very big. I'm probably, yeah, maybe like 130 pounds max. 120. Like a, a, a normal. I mean, I am Catherine size. <laughs> <laughs> Audio video. <laughs> yes. I had no creative. All right. Glade walks over on the stage and goes to pick Juno up to carry her off. Amazing. I'm not going to make you roll for that. And thus, Juno, are you resisting? I am just limp. Like, I am not. (laughs) I am am devastated. I imagine this was a moment where, you know, Juno was like, I'm going to be sincere. And it just totally backfired, uh, this moment of sincerity. She will never do that again. She will never try to be sincere again. This was the worst possible thing that could have happened. Gotcha. All right. All right. Go ahead and make a sanity check for me, actually. I will spend... Oh, no. What is my sanity? Sanity should just be your power. I will spend one luck. <laughs> to succeed? <laughs> to succeed. Okay, you succeed. Uh, Glade, you managed to get her out of there. You are fairly quickly, like, whisked back to your vehicle. Glade, you know Percy usually transfers you the money after uh, Juno is dropped off at home. Okay. <clears throat> so, you just, uh, just drive her right home? Okay, so we, we get back to the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Home? We're going home? I just want to go home. All right. I just want to go home. Unless you want to have a drink with me. I could really, Why not? Let's I could do it. really use a friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know the best bar. Let's go. I'll take care of you. I'll buy you a drink. Perfect. Okay. So where are you taking uh, Faith Juno? To a bar that maybe isn't like high end, but not like super seedy. Gotcha. So you're not you're not going back for a minute. Yeah. I thought you're going back to the locks and just <laughs> yeah. like yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, uh, yeah, absolutely. There's you know a place in the Nexus Market, um, basically open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, kind of thing. But yeah, reasonably classy cocktail bar. Um, you guys go have a drink. Just order me what you order. I just I don't I don't want to make any more decisions today i'm exhausted right 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 um two whiskeys want to put a little sugar in that one yeah okay yeah <laughs> uh faith juno angevin hand of god voice of soul could you make me a con check with mm. a penalty dice mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. for whiskey with a little bit of sugar in it absolutely <laughs> That's junk juice right there. Uh, that is a nine. A not a hard success. That nice. is a that is a. I I thought I had a penalty. Oh shit! I have a penalty dice. I have disadvantage, not advantage. Exactly. Oh well. But... Um. No, that's a that's a um. That's a failure. A failure. That's a predictable failure. (laughs) You see uh, this preacher lady, high-class gal, just grab that whiskey with a bit of sugar in it, just knock it back, and then just immediately face goes green. 
bring her into the bathroom. I don't know if Glade is a holder hair back kind of gal. <laughs> Driver Glade will getting do that. paid, getting paid. Yeah, fair enough. It's a mess. It's it's not a it's not a good time. I mean, the speech wasn't that bad. Thank you <laughs> for your words, your kind words. You're so good to me. Honestly, Glade. you should have said, "Let them eat cake." That would have been perfect. I, I mean. I even, I don't even like cake. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, um, (laughs) more vomit happens, 100%. Uh, You get Faith Juno back into the car, falls asleep like a kid in the backseat, wake up when about to be dropped off. At this point, you did the right thing. You puked at night. You didn't puke in the morning. Uh, So you're much more clear headed now. You're still like, you shouldn't operate heavy machinery, but, you know, you're definitely not. <laughs> I would never operate heavy yeah, machinery. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot who I was talking to. You're absolutely right. Glade, yeah. So I open the car door for her. Mm-hmm. I kind of reach my hand out. I'm like, so, nightcap? N- nightcap? No, I have a I have a silk wrap for that. <laughs> silk wrap? My hair just has to stay perfect. You wrap it. The, the, I don't. I don't want a raggedy old wrap. A cap. I just. I have. Come on, let's go wrap your hair. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You bring her inside, mm-hmm. and the door, the front door, is already a little bit open. Hmm. Is there a? Is it like a house? I'm picturing like a house. Yeah, like it's like a. Yeah, the habitation like, would be designed like a house. Yeah, it would be kind of a house. They'd almost be like townhouses that are smushed together. So it's okay. like tall and skinny. Do you have like a, like you have like a porch chair or like a something outside? Just a railing on the porch. You can just drape her. <laughs> just drape me over the railing. <laughs> I can sit on the step like a plebeian. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, there's no chair then. Uh, I will sit you on the steps. I just start crying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you let that out. I'll be right back. You're so good to me. You're so good to me, Glade. <laughs> okay. What are you doing, Glade? Uh, I'm gonna try and listen inside. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make a I listening check. That is a hard success. Okay. You on a hard success, you hear a muffled sound of like a voice. It's it's hard for you to place exactly what it is, but there's almost sounds like somebody's crying, not Juno, <laughs> but from inside the house and is like trying to muffle the noise. It's on a hard success. Kind of sounds like Percy, actually. Okay. Is I look at her. Is she kind of facing away from me? I'm slumped into just myself. Slumped. Again. Slumped. Yeah. Just, sure. just limp. <clears throat> All right. I take off my helmet and I put on my um, butterfly nano leather mask. For sure. And I pull out my rifle. Okay. With an All right. SKS carbine. And I but slowly. Space. But space. Yes. Yeah, space kills space. SKS. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a storyteller. <laughs> okay. So at the ready, I kind of slowly push open the door. And look inside. Okay. Uh, you can hear further in the house. You can hear Percy crying. Just Percy? I don't hear anything else? On a hard success, no. 
Okay, I slowly make my way towards the crying. Are you trying to be sneaky or are you just like um, being like, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to be stealthy. Yeah, make a stealth roll. I wish my stealth was better. That's a fail. Fail. Okay. The As you're moving through, you don't know this, this house. You don't know where to stand. And the, you notice atypically for the station, the floors are made of actual wood and start creaking which is not something you're used to having to deal with in Gate City. Hmm. So you realize your cover is blown. Nonetheless, you slowly nose around the corner and you see in the kitchen Percy being held by a figure behind him with a pistol to the back of his head. You can't make out much. It's pretty dark. Uh, But you hear a voice say, You're not the faith. Congratulations, numbnots. I'm not. I need to speak with her. Well, you can do so right after this man pays me what's due. He owes you a debt? Yes. Of course. And he uh, he kind of shifts a little bit, and you see just in like the dim lighting of the kitchen, a horrible-looking scar going from the corner of his mouth to his ear as he just kind of pushes the gun into Percy's neck, who, like, sobs a little bit more, and he says, pay the woman what she's owed. You see Percy just shakily pull out his portable data center and hit a few things. And he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, soul is a forgiving god, but pay the woman what she's owed. All of a sudden, you're... Portable data center buzzes. Okay, check it. He paid you. In full. Alright. Thanks. Of course. A debt owed must be paid. It is nothing more than a promise. I merely wish to speak with the faith. I mean her no harm. Let me guess. Jesuit? Indeed. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk with the faith on the regular. Typically, you don't need to point a gun to do that. Typically not, indeed. However, these are not typical times. I do not need the faith to be in the same room as me. However, there are matters that require her specific adjudication. Would you bring her to a place where she can hear my voice? And what would be in it for me? Hmm. Do I get the correct impression that to serve the will of God would not be sufficient for you? Yeah, you'd get that right. And he pushes the gun into Percy's neck. He says, If she does what I ask, send her another thousand credits. Will that be sufficient? Two thousand. Very well. Send her another two thousand credits. My quarrel is not with you, nor with the faith. I'm merely a messenger. What happens to uh, old, uh, old Percy here? That will be up to the faith. Right. So, you let him go. I get 2,000 more credits. And I go pick up faith from the party and 
bring her to your said beating place. Perhaps you might not be a believer, but competence as a bodyguard, competence is always seen favorably in the eyes of God. We both know that she's here. I can smell her outside. That's creepy. But she's not. Go ahead and make a psychology check for me. Psychology? God damn it. Yeah. I'll give you a bonus dice on this. <laughs> Same roll. <laughs> Fail. Fail. I'll say even on a failure, you're not 100% sure, but there's there's something about this, the way that he's saying that, he knows. As you look closer, and I, I won't make you roll for this because you're a reaper and because of your line of work, you would know. As he kind of moves into the light a bit more, you can see some of the telltale scarification um, in his skin, you know, kind of around his eyes and everywhere. You see this guy is like cybernetically modified to the nines like even from where you can you're just standing you can't really see very much like you can see basically everything that can have been done to him cybernetically has been done and including some stuff that not 100% sure what that is or what that scar might represent fine I see you're not an idiot and neither am I I never got the impression that you were oh goody so we have no qualms And I'll help you if you give me your word that Percy, the girl, and myself walk out of here after your little chat. I swear on my immortal soul that neither yourself or the faith shall be harmed, provided you do me no harm or attempt to prevent my exit. Percival's fate need grinds the gun a little bit more into Percy's neck. As I've stated previously, is not in my hands. It is in the faiths. Hmm. I feel like Glade's at a crossroads, and I need to roll, because I don't know what to do. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Absolutely. We got dice here. Um, I don't know what to Wait, roll. Do you have dice? Oh, shit. Yeah, you do not. <laughs> You've just been, like, flipping bottle caps this whole fucking time. <laughs> He's been burning Gutenberg Bibles. <laughs> I don't know, like a 50-50 roll. I mean, I would say you get the sense that this guy if I don't know if this is affecting your decision, but you get the sense that like this guy means what he says. Like yeah. he doesn't doesn't have any intention of like hurting you or the faith. Right. I guess a part of Glade is thinking, why am I, I have, why am I dealing with this shit? I just got paid extra money. I can just leave. Exactly. Yeah. But then She's also like, well, if the faith gets murdered and I was on the job, might come back to me and I, would I, say and I lose my highest paying client. Glade is like fairly certain that she's not going to get murdered. Was was he in the kitchen? What was it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mr. Jesuit, why don't you move over into the living room? Might as well make it more comfy. I'll go get the faith. Okay. He says, I have no objection. And he begins taking Percival with him to the living room again kind of keeping Percival like between the two of you so you get the sense he's a man of his word he doesn't mean you any harm he's also not an idiot oh oh and by the way she's a little inebriated so I don't know if you're gonna get out of her what you want the son of God his first miracle was changing water into wine who am I to judge okay alright I go outside and I'm not there Gino's gone. 
Uh, no but played, played. <laughs> I just fell in the bush oh <laughs> <laughs> I just fell off the step into the bush that was shit disturber Catherine that it was, was good it like... was good shit disturbing my shit was well and truly disturbed <laughs> yeah alright alrighty come on lady we're going inside someone wants to talk to you I don't want to talk to anybody else today. Yeah, it's too bad. I pick her up. Oh, you're very strong. You can like tell I'm, it. It's a, little, it's a little bit more like I'm not as gentle anymore. I'm I wearing a different mask than you've never seen. I would say given Juno's state and the fact that Glade has been validating her, maybe a little rough is not necessarily a bad thing. Would uh, Juno be uh, <laughs> opposing this role? Is Juno fighting back? I'm saying does Juno notice the change in mask? I don't, I don't think Juno notices the change in mask. No. No. Uh, a little rougher, but I think she's just, she's pretty down on herself right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, she's not in a space to be really noticing a lot of those details. Are you bringing Juno into the room? Yeah. With, okay. Uh, you walk in and in this, so, a very sobering moment where you see Percy like, tears just like streaking his face uh gun to the the back of his head with this this person's figure behind him uh the lights mostly have been shut off with the exception of like one lamp that has been left on still having positioned himself keeping percival between uh you guys and as you walk in he's faith she kind of sees the scene and then she begins to struggle gotcha i drop her on the couch <laughs> He just says, your speech I thought was inspiring. Percival, hand her your data center. And Percival does. I'm going to text something to you. Percival hands it to you and there's a specific message that is highlighted. Uh, the man holding the gun to the neck of personal, Percival, sorry, just says, Faith, if you could read that aloud for me. I had no knowledge of this. I don't know what you are trying to do to blackmail me or to hurt Percival or to destroy my life. No, no, but no, no. I no. don't. No, no. You misunderstand me. I don't represent these people. I'm here to correct an error. And as you can't help yourself, you open the attachment of the proof. And you see that... The account information that they're using here is not yours. It's Percival's. And you immediately intuit that those donations from the anonymous donor have been being skimmed this entire time. But Percy was not as careful with his banking as you were. I had no knowledge of this. And... <sighs> Percival, how could you betray me? Percival's I tried I work I work so hard for you and I just you worked hard for yourself you worked hard to get to my father you worked hard to get to Tepcorp you did this for you not for me and not for soul and not for the church you did this for you and the man just says faith 
Can you forgive him? Soul is a forgiving God. I can find it inside myself to forgive him, but I will not read this. Of course. And then he uh, pulls Percy a little bit closer. The hand of God is merciful. You need have no fear about what comes next. And he pulls the trigger and blows Percy's head off. And that's where we'll end tonight's session. Thanks for making it this far. This podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Brian Geshgarian. All the music in this podcast is composed by me. Special thanks to Carlin for her voiceover work and to Alex, Leah, Tom, and Catherine for lending me their talent for this. As a reward for making it to the end, I would like to remind you that the star-nosed mole's unusual star-shaped nose contains over 25,000 sensory receptors. Most of all, thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next time.